Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Crime and Sports early and ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This show, Crime and Sports, is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are proponents of therapy here. Mm-hmm. One of the things is, what would you do if you had more time in the day? Oh, How about what that? would you do? What yeah. would you do? Let's say a magic magic extra hour of time appears every night. Yeah? At 9 o'clock, all of a sudden, it's not 9 o'clock anymore. It's magic right. hour. Well, you take a nap. Maybe do you, do you work out? On, on reading. Maybe you want to work yeah. out. Maybe that makes yeah. you feel good. But what would you do with that time? That's mm. one of the things that like therapy can do is help you decide how you can fit in that thing that sure. you would love to do into the actual time you have. Right. Figuring out your priorities of time management and also just what makes you happy. You wouldn't be happy without therapy. No. I know, because no. you were very unhappy when you weren't doing I was therapy. a miserable, miserable man. <laughs> you were miserable, and now you're happy, yeah. and that's what you yeah, should absolutely. try. And yeah. you can do it, too. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's terrific. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient. It's flexible, suited to your schedule. All you have to do, you fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched up with a licensed therapist. Here's the coolest part. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Wow. They actually want you to get the help you need rather than yeah. just, oh, now you're locked into that therapist. That's, sure. It's a great service. And learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Crime in Sports today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Crime in Sports. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase Every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to Crime and Sports. <laughs> yay! Bullseye again with the yay. My I name is James it. Petragallo. I'm here with my co-host. I am Jimmy Wissman. We're pumped, guys. You're As usual, right. Crime and Sports back again. Yeah. As always, we're never going to leave you. No. We're here, well, at least until we run out of criminal yeah. athletes, but that's a couple years away, so you don't bet. worry about that for now. We'll, <laughs> we'll all be dead by then, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's look at it that Fingers way. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Thank you guys so much for all your help this week on iTunes with your iTunes reviews. Nuts. We've said it over and over again. That is the life's blood of a podcast yeah. on the business end. It just drives you up the charts, and that's iTunes' weird algorithm. That's yeah. what is important to them. It's reviews and listens and everything and downloads, all of it put together, but they're very important, and you guys come through for us every single every week. So week. if you have not, please get on iTunes. Do it. Do it. Give us five stars. doesn't matter what you say. Tell us you're following instructions, following directions. We'll doesn't matter. It. We'll take it. It yeah. doesn't even matter. It's just on the business end. It really, really helps us out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, if that's not enough for you, if you're like sometimes one, it's not. Sometimes it's not, and sometimes these people are so amazing that they Ridiculous. they have to be even nicer to us, and they have to try to help us out. Uh, and they uh, do that by going to Patreon.com/slash/CrimeInSports, uh-huh. where yes. they can make a donation on there. Or sometimes people go to PayPal. They do, and they make one-time donations using yeah. our email address, CrimeInSports at gmail.com. And those people are our they're our rock stars. Yeah. We call them the producers of the show. Yeah. We do. We, at the end of the show, we say, here's our producers. This here's our credits, credits list. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So if you guys want to do that, no more two appreciative guys on the planet. It's true. And so we'd be very, very happy with that. But if You're not- putting gas in cars. That's right. And if not, eh, don't worry about it. It's yeah. fine. No pressure. Yeah. We're not dicks or anything like right. that. We're not telling you, hey, give us more money. Right. It's fine. You want to throw us some money. We appreciate it. And we love you for it. Right. If not, eh, go fuck yourself. No. How's that? There <laughs> have fun. Sit there and listen to a good podcast because we have a doozy for oh, you boy. today. A real doozy. Yeah. But before we get to that, okay. we have an exciting announcement. Yes. No details for you guys yet. Details next week. But right. Chicago. Yes. Chicago, Illinois. We are coming for you. Coming to your town. We are coming. We're going to be inside of you. Yeah. All over your we're face. <laughs> everywhere. We're coming to Beantown. That's we're, not Beantown. That's not Beantown. <laughs> we're, coming, we're coming to Chicago. We're coming to find your oil. We're going to get no, your oil. There's no oil. There's no oil in Chicago. No. We have been, uh, we're going to be in Chicago on December 14th, where yes. we are going to be doing a live Crime in Sports yes. podcast, also a live small town murder yes. podcast, which is our other podcast you should be listening to. Same night in an awesome venue. They're going to be back to back shows, like yep. at, you know, seven o'clock and nine o'clock or whatever, or whatever mm-hmm. the times are. Uh, it's going to be awesome. We're going to announce venues and where you can get tickets for something so awesome like that right. next week. But uh, get ready, this get excited. Week, uh, go see us at the uh, yes. Hollywood Improv uh, at, at, at Saturday. That's this Saturday at, at eight o'clock. We are with Dan Cummins, October 7th. Definitely. And uh, get tickets fast because it's almost sold out. Yeah, so um, go do that. The, the, let's pack it with, with crime and sports fans and Time Suck fans because be Dan great. Cummins is terrific. Yeah, and, he's, it's uh, a good show. and He uh, deserves a big audience, be too. Definitely. So listen to Time Suck also. Mm-hmm. But never mind all of that stuff, guys. Never mind. We have. Forget that. Forget all of that. <laughs> we have a crazy, crazy story. Yeah. A sport we've never covered. What? A sport we've never covered, and a, and, a, and an athlete that's kind of what, unlike. Are we covering checkers? That's, Did well, Bobby Fischer say, become a dick? Oh, uh, we'll see. He played chess, Jimmy. If Bobby, <laughs> imagine if he play, imagine <laughs> if he was that famous for playing checkers. Yeah, like, I probably should have bridged those two before I mentioned Bobby Fischer. I would love to see the documentary on that. <laughs> then Bobby. Did a double jump and was kinged. <laughs> that would have been an amazing documentary. Like, and this after the game, exciting. when he was beaten, he beaten he beaten that man as well. After his game, to a pulp. After the game, when he was beaten by his eleven-year-old cousin, because <laughs> right. it's checkers and anything can he happen. Bashed him with a mini bat. No, this guy is like it's it's very hard to explain him because okay. he's not. We don't get many blue bloods. Yeah. in our what? In, we don't get many blue blood athletes. Royals. We really well, not even royal, but just we don't get any kind of just that blue blood rich, yeah. rich. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. Let's right. just get into it with is this a Yale graduate with Leonard Roscoe Tanner the. Third. What? The third. He's a junior's junior. He's a junior's junior. He's a double junior. Junior cubed. Watch the fuck out, boy. Junior Junior cubed, baby. Wow. That is a serious junior right there. Leonard, we have never had a the third, I don't think. We've had guys name their kids the third when they were the second. Right. Or we've had guys. When they were the first. We've had a guy name his sons the third and the fourth. That's not how that shit works. Doesn't make sense. But this, we've never had. 
we've never had to come from a non-ridiculous <laughs> right. place of that. Not just like these people, which are just a prominent family that yeah. needs to pass their name along. Yeah. These blue blood twats. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. These, I hate these people more than anybody yeah. we've covered so far. But he goes by Roscoe. He, does, he loses the Leonard. Oh, he tries to keep it simple. He drops the he Leonard. He wants to associate with the simple folks. Leonard's his grandparents. That's oh, okay. why. Leonard's yeah. his dad and his yeah. grandfather. He's going to go by Roscoe because, yeah. you know, he's a little cooler than that. Uh, so <laughs> Roscoe Tanner the Heads third. up, Leonard. Roscoe's not a cool name. It's not any cooler. <laughs> no. I don't know if it was back then when no. he was born, way back on October 15th, 1951. It yeah. might have been cool then, but it's not Pick cool now. Pick Leo, motherfucker. That's uh, a cool name. He has a cool nickname later on. Yeah. They call him the Rocket. That's a cool yeah. name. And not that's Owen cool. Hart. This yeah. one. Not, not, that's Owen Hart's nickname, too, was the Rocket. Ishmael was that. the coolest Rocket. Yeah, the Rocket there. It was Owen Hart before it was yeah. Rocket Ishmael, too. Yeah. Owen Hart had it first, man. That was right. late 80s. Well, he was Ishmael a Ishmael still made it coolest. He did. He did. He was made a most prominent. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the rock for like two Roscoe seasons, Tanner. and then it was over. How quick did he wash out? Yeah, they were like, hey, he lost like two, you know, two tenths of a second off yeah. his forty times, so we don't care about Who him gives anymore. Gives a fuck. Don't give a shit about you're him. You're not much of a rocket anymore, sir. No, you're not. You are going to be a fourth receiver now. That's what you are. You're just a sad fourth receiver. Uh, he's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. He's a Tennessee fellow, and these are this. They're so rich that. He is, this is ridiculous, they're so rich that he's from Tennessee, grew yeah. up in Tennessee, and has no fucking southern accent. Really? That's how rich he is. Wow. If you grew up in Chattanooga and you have zero yeah. detectable accent, you're wealthy, he probably. Bu- he bought, he he has bought a non-regional lessons. diction. <laughs> yeah, he has diction lessons and everything else. Uh, his parents are very well-to-do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonard, and Ann Ta- uh, Leonard and Ann Tanner, very well-to-do. Uh, his grandparents, this is how well-to-do they were. Yeah. His grandfather, obviously, was named Leonard. His grandmother's name, Lady Emily. Oh, she got a lady. She had lady in her name. Jesus. So they're rich as shit. Yeah. Uh, Leonard's father, uh, Leonard II, is a lawyer. Okay. He's a big-time lawyer, very, very prominent lawyer, very powerful, very wealthy kind yeah. of guy. Uh, he played tennis at the University of Chattanooga. <laughs> oh, shit. And he passes his love of tennis on <laughs> yeah. to Roscoe. All right. Okay. Uh, now, Leonard II, Leonard II, yeah. his dad here, uh, he originally got—he uh, had a law firm that he established, which was Tanner, Thrasher, and Morgan. Mm-hmm. And then he made another law firm, Tanner and John. Uh, and then in 1980— I just figured out what white people are doing. They are taking, <laughs> they are taking last names of prominent people and giving their children those first names because those that you just mentioned, yeah. Morgan Thrasher and those Tanner, are, those, those are, are all white people first names. Those are now. kids at soccer, soccer yeah. practice. Yeah. Absolutely, that's exactly who they are. That's They're what they've been doing Braxton and Hicks oh, and <laughs> Hunter and this one. It's all the same shit. It's yeah. all last names, and they're making them first yeah. names. They get Jackson, real, super white last yeah. names, and they're like, we can make them even whiter first Fuck names. Yes. If he's Tanner Hunter, R- holy, holy shit. He's the man available. <laughs> so that's what he has here. Uh, in 1980, his dad becomes... And by the way, black people started this, so stop it. Black people have the coolest names. Well, yeah, and then sometimes... You're not getting... You're not, you, and then you get to Brickashaw, so it's right. really a crapshoot. I mean, honestly. Point. It's a crapshoot on both sides. Black There's people no, had the cool names and white people got jealous. That's yeah. what happened. They're like, we'll make last names, first names. No race has the high ground on this one, I'm going to say. We're just all terrible. We name each other all awful things. Let's just say that. It's a Brickashaw's first. Brutal. The Brickashaw's bad. With a fucking apostrophe. That's awful. That's, yeah, that's, that's awful. Somebody really fucked up on that one, man. I got to say. They they were, they made a mm. mistake. Uh, so his dad, like I said, 1980, he becomes president and CEO of Mitco, which is a company specializing in the manufacturing and sale of industrial tires. 
uh, around the world, okay. which is a this is what rich people do. Yeah. They now buy companies where they don't do shit and they just get checks every week. They just move shit. Uh, and yeah, in 1987, he purchased No Tat International Tire and he operated the business until he retired, basically. Yeah. So tire he, companies make so much money. He's making a fortune. He yeah. owns two tire companies and had his own law firm. Yeah. He's very, very wealthy. How very many times prominent. do you go through tires on a car? You know what I mean? Like that's oh, the most replaced part on and, your vehicle. And this is industrial tires. Oh, so this fuck. is going on trucks and big work. trucks. Yeah, things like that. They're getting replaced a lot because yeah. they have to be by Fuck safety yeah. standards. Uh, so see, when asked how he started playing tennis, yeah. let's find out with an in I their own words. I was bored as fuck. <laughs> I was real bored. In their own words, early on, let's do this. Right. Let's get into it. In their own words, quote, well, when I was six years old, my dad wanted me to be able to learn how to play tennis just so that I could play if I became a lawyer or something <laughs> like that to do after work, like a social game. There was about four or five of us that started taking lessons in tennis. We did Little League Baseball, we played football together and everything else, and we were really competitive and started playing tennis uh, tougher and really enjoyed it and played it all the time. Okay. So It's true. It's bored as fuck. Bored as fuck. Just no. in case. Blue. This is blue blood shit. This is, I mean, my parents never did shit like mm-hmm. this. My parents were never like, hey, I'm going to teach you this so later on in case did any of that in case you meet somebody professional that plays this shit on their lunch breaks yeah. as like as like a business growing well, when thing. you're a lawyer yeah. and you go to the country club right. you might want be you know people might want to offer you a social game of tennis so you, you may want to know how to, how to play that so that that's why he was learned. my parents never <laughs> no. ever did any of that shit they're like here's some food so you're not dead when you're older like that's my, what i got my parents that's were, your future <laughs> my parents were like here here's how you mop the floor in case you wind up at a country club mopping floors mopping like, you're definitely not going to be mopping. Yeah, you're right. not going to be playing no. tennis there. So that's fuck the, no. I just saw. I read that and I went, "Wow, we grew up really different." And how different is this than every other athlete right. we've covered? Either no one was like my father. You know, once I got out of an Ivy League school, he expected right. this out of me, and instead, you know, I decided to rape twelve right. people. Right. That never happens in every. It's always my stories. dad beat the shit out of me. We went to an Ivy League school and stole books so I could learn how to read. And yeah, shit like that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Roscoe is left-handed. Which is a big deal yeah. in tennis and every sport, really. Yeah. Where le- every, it's hard to play somebody. That's it's lefty. hard to box a southpaw. Right. Left-handed basketball right. players go the way you're not expecting. Lefties it's hard can't to use pitch. my fucking golf club. No. <laughs> hard to pitch to a left-handed batter. Right. It's a lefties cause a problem because yeah. there's less of them basically, right. and they you don't see it as much. Mm-hmm. So tennis, just like baseball or like golf, your ball has a little slice on it. Right. Even football, I've seen you, you watch a lefty throw a ball, it doesn't look like a righty. It's fucking through the ball. weird. It's weird. The, the tip is pointed in the air. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up. There's some weird physics thing yeah. that. They can't. I saw a thing with Steve Young once where he was saying how a lefty throws. Yeah. And he said, you don't throw normal. Right. He goes, I know how a righty throws. I'm right. looking at the motion. He goes, you flip it as a lefty. That's yeah. how you do it. You have to flip it. It's a weird. I'm and, like, why? It's the same <laughs> thing. But when they it's throw symmetrical. as what a the lefty. Fuck? There's it's, something's off. Like you yeah. see it happen, and you're just like, nope, that's not right. Which is great for baseball because <laughs> yeah. it puts weird spin right. on shit. But basically, every other sport, not except for tennis, it's mm-hmm. not bad. Now, if we know anything about tennis, Jimmy? What um, do you know about tennis? I know how to score it and I know how to play it. Okay. Um, however, I don't give a fuck about no, it. No, I don't give two shits <laughs> I don't about know. tennis. Whatsoever. I know. I know who Roger Federer is. Yes. Uh, just because Andy Roddick. He's Andy Roddick because and they I know, fuck famous girls. And I know from being a kid in the eighties <laughs> yep. who just had Pete ESPN Sanders, on twenty four yep. hours a day. <laughs> I know like you know Agassi yep. and Bjorn Borg yep. and Avon Lendl and, and all and Pete Sampras and yeah, John McEnroe and Jimmy amazing. Connors yeah. and all those guys. I know those names. You know all those from the 80s. And I That's know about it. fucking Anna Kornikova because yeah. she's hot as shit. And Monica Seles because yes. she gets stabbed and yes. while she plays and screams. Who was the chick with the big nose? Is I that, don't remember. Uh, Marie Nevertilova? That's, that's where I'm at. No. 
No? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Matter. Who cares? Let's it get might into... be, It might be Sellis. Uh, if you tell, it might be Sellis. If you don't know tennis, we're not going to talk. This isn't going to be like cricket where we try to figure it out for 20 minutes because right. I think everyone around the world has seen tennis. Cricket's one of those things in the U.S. where people are like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they're doing. So we had to explain it. And this, it's kind of like tennis is pretty easy to figure out. It's kind of like basketball. It's right. like, okay, they run it down there. They get it in the hoop. They get two points. This right. is like if you get it past the guy, you get Okay, I get it. It's that sort of thing. Uh, here's, just, here's how fucking important this big nose is in tennis. When it, when I write big nose 10, it fills it in. Tennis there player. <laughs> <laughs> tennis, just a quick overview of tennis here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically, it's games and sets and matches, as you've heard, like a old cliche, game, yeah. set, match. That's where it fucking comes from. Uh I'll give you the definition of a game, and then you can figure it out from there, okay. and then we're going to move on to shit that happened to this guy. Right. A game consists of a sequence of points played with the same player serving. So that's it. If you have you have serve, that's the only way you can score. Right. You can't it's score like unless you have serve. Exactly. Right. It's very, very easy to figure out. But you score weird amounts of points, too. You it's score weird strange. amounts of points, yeah. Uh, it's It's... Super strange. It's yeah. It'll be like because it'll be fifteen love, right. thirty, forty. It right. goes to you get fifteen points for the first one, fifteen points for the second one. Then you only get ten. What? It's, if at least three points have been scored by each player, making the player scores equal at forty apiece, the score isn't forty forty, but rather deuce. Right. Because they both have, you have the to same win by thing. Two. Yeah. If at least three points have been scored by each side, and a player has uh, one more point than his opponent, uh, then it's the game is advantage because right. it's you're trying to. Yeah, win basically. Right. You, you have, have to the win advantage. By two. It's pretty self. It's pretty simple. Steffi Graf. Steffi Graf. That's our nose. There you go. <laughs> Steffi Graf. That was like Martina Hingis. She's got I'm a great through. body, but she's got a hell of a nose. <laughs> Holy that's, hell! Does that's she a classy have a nose. way to look at it, Jimmy. It's not bad. Now, uh, <laughs> no, it sounds terrible. I saw a picture of him from 1963 when he was 12, mm-hmm. and he's just this little blonde kid. Yeah. And uh, it's a photo featured in a promotional brochure for the National 12 and Under Championships held at his home club, they call it, in Chattanooga, okay. his home country club Jesus. in Chattanooga. So uh, embarrassing. Yeah, this is just, there's a guy, you know, Dick Stockton, have you heard of him? Yes, the okay. announcer. Yeah, 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 Dick Stockton, he played tennis, I uh, played juniors with Tanner. He was uh, a tennis player? Yep, two years really? earlier, and stayed at his home for the event and everything, okay. so he knows Dick Stockton, and we'll get some... Uh, some great fucking commentator. We're going to get some, uh, some thoughts on yeah. Tanner from uh, right. Dick Stockton later. Uh, Tanner goes to the Baylor school. Okay. Not Baylor college where crazy shit right. happens. Headless basketball players right. are found. It's not in all Texas. That. It's not not total scandal. We'll put it that way. It's an upper crust boarding school for rich twats is what you it is. You just said upper crust. That's enough. That's it right there. It's a boarding school. That's what you need for to know. For rich twats. For rich little shitbag twats. I fucking hate these yeah, people. They give their fucking kids everything. They set them up. Even if they don't say, oh, I'm going to give you a shitload of money, right. it doesn't matter because you have all your dad's fucking connections. Right. You have everything. It's, right. fucking, it's like people in showbiz. It's like, hey, I didn't help my kid at all. Right. You don't think it fucking helped him right. that everyone knew that's your goddamn kid, right. you fucking asshole. <laughs> Crystalia? Did I say that? I didn't say that, did I? Okay, moving on. So the Baylor School yeah. is founded in 1893 by John Roy Baylor. As okay. you'd imagine, he's a University of uh, Virginia graduate. He established it as a college preparatory school mm-hmm. for, quote, the young men of the city, which nowadays <laughs> sounds like homeless gay people wandering around. That's what that sounds like. Like 16-year-old yeah. gay kids that got kicked out of their house right. and they're young men of the city now right. and we have to care for them or some <laughs> shit. But apparently this back then they went here. Uh, so it's a private it's obviously private school outskirts of Chattanooga. 
It has a 690-acre campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, includes <laughs> enrolls students in, from sixth to twelfth grade. And, so much land, including boarding students from yeah. grades nine to twelve. <laughs> so they, you can send your kid just outside of town yeah. to stay there and yeah. get the fuck away from you because rich people that's the other thing they don't want anything to do with no, their kids no they want to talk to their fucking they kids them, well they want them to be successful right. so they can brag about it to their friends right. but they don't actually interact they with them they don't do the that's work that's a fucking right. pain in the ass at that point they hire I'm they busy. hire people from other right. countries for that shit what are we talking busy about busy moving tires I don't have time to talk to I fucking Colombian Junior, Junior. I, have, right. yeah, I don't have time to talk to the third over here uh, they have 148 member faculty wow it's uh, yeah it's, it's pretty fucking funny they won uh, the, a Baylor student has won the Siemens Award for Advanced Placement in Math and Science. Uh, like every year they win there. Uh, they're a also terrible award. That's a terrible. The Siemen Award. Oh, give me that Siemen yeah. Award for Advanced they have that Placement. At the AVNs too. So, yeah, they have the same award there. That's, that's sad. Prep School or the Porn Awards. One of the two. Uh, they're an athletic powerhouse too. They're the best high school sports program in Tennessee. Of what? And, and everything. Really? They are uh, top 25 nationwide high school sports program according the Sports Illustrated. Wow. So they're that prominent. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. They've won in 21 in the past. This article was a few years ago, but uh, from the, in this 21 year period they're talking about, they won 157 state championships. Wow. Uh, 16 consecutive championships in women's golf, which is. Can you imagine the amount of sad children that come out of this oh, shit? Oh, they're so sad. Just uh, my, the, my parents don't like me, my but I'm, child, they sent me here. My childhood was robbed by my parents forcing me to this, to this fucking angry. Angry regiment of, of like horse that, fucking pills Dude, and to get out of my parents' house. <laughs> Wait, to get out of the fucking house and have structure. I don't like, know I about this structure, structure though, man. To have structure and have like people you could have hung out and yeah. that's a lot of acreage. You could have gone out and been smoking weed behind the trees. I'd have had yeah, a great but these fucking kids time aren't there. Smoking weed out been, there. Yeah, they are. You think Shit, so? Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Fuck yeah. You ever seen outside Providence? Yeah, kids in private school are smoking weed. Absolutely. Damn it. I always picture it like the movie Toy Soldiers with Sean. And I was like, I think I can get involved in that. If anybody comes in, we can arm ourselves and hold them off. I, I picture this. it more like sleepers. Like there's problems going <laughs> that's on. That's much worse. Yeah, yeah that's a way. Uh, they're uh, they're also good at, uh, they're, they've been named, repeatedly named national champions for both when, men's and women's swimming by yeah. Swimming World magazine. They're very good at pansy sports. Yeah. Basically nothing that minorities <laughs> play. Like... They're like, what sport don't minorities play? Right. We're going to be good at that. What ones otherwise, can't they afford? Those other, the ones will do. Otherwise, we're all half inbred. Right. Like our hamstrings are too short. Right. Like we can't jump or anything like that. But you fucking throw us in a pool, and our little weird inbred web fingers will pull us through that shit, no problem. But like, we'll do that. Uh, they this, swim to survive, and we swim for fun. Yeah, that, exactly. We, we're gonna win. Absolutely. They're, so yeah, they're not, not football or anything like no, that. They no. don't do any of that. See, that's where I was going. Like, I, yeah. I'm basketball? No, 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 not no. Really good at basketball. Oh, this fucking chocolate. No, no there's no. no way that these these chocolate eating fucks are beating Jamal no. on the court. Definitely no, it's not. It's not going to happen. The 2017-2018 uh, Baylor tuition mm-hmm. is for day students. It's twenty five thousand dollars a year. What? And for it's fifty thousand for boarding students for high school. For high school. Holy and, uh, 54, shit. Fifty four thousand for international boarding My students. If you want to come in from the outside. Uh, yeah, they they also 
also offer uh, uh, need-based financial aid, uh-huh. uh, which I'm sure they give out generously. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Very sarcastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Alumni from this high school include a bunch of lawyers and yeah. upper-crust people you've never heard of and just prominent Twats. business people. <laughs> Twats, basically. And Hugh Beaumont, the dad on Leave it to Beaver. He's all, he also went here. Yeah. Wow. Hugh Beaumont went here with his pipe and everything. Uh, yeah, so uh, Roscoe, though, begins playing on the varsity tennis team in the eighth grade. Uh-huh. Uh, by the time he's a junior and senior, he's captain of the team. Uh, he, he receives the Senior Tennis Award, uh, also an honor roll the student. The Golden Racket. The Golden Racket. <laughs> uh, also an honor roll student, a member of the Gary Rifles and the Bradford Guard and the French Club and the Business Club, and was on the staff of the Bell and Note. So, he, has yes. a, he has a friend whose first name is Bradford, too. Yeah, oh, I'm sh- you know he's and got he, a friend I, named Bradford. And he probably jammed a tennis racket up that kid's ass. Oh, I'm sure there was him. massive yeah. hazing oh, in this. The hazing massive. has to be oh, insane. Oh, God, you get rich white kids yeah. together. In a room, they're going to stick things up each other's asses. That's what's going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. White kids enjoy a little bit of ass torture. Every dorm should have one. What did I just say? Every dorm should have one black kid in there. Sticking that shit up my ass, motherfucker. Get away from me. Fuckers are crazy. Get the fuck away from me. Stupid. So I hope they're doing that. Let's find out Dick Stockton has yeah. some shit to say about Roscoe. Right. Uh, Dick Stockton says, quote, he was the all-American boy. Uh, he was a great fa- He was from a great family, and people loved to be around him. He was kind of like the Pied Piper. He just drew people to him. The Pied uh, Piper? That's a terrible th- wasn't a weird the per- thing. Wasn't the Pied Piper a terrible person? I don't know. Didn't it kill people? I, I don't know. I just I know like that people Piper, swarmed like to people them. Paid- it's like a siren song type yeah, of deal. I, I know that much. Right. So I guess that's what he was yeah, going I for. Thought he, I thought he played up. Well, uh, you know what? If the Pied Piper's a bad guy, then yeah. Dick Stockton is more clairvoyant than anybody would have fucking known, because we're going to find out some All bad right. shit about Roscoe here. Stockton played doubles with him mm-hmm. uh, when they were like kind of semi-pros here. Okay. Uh, Dick Stockton's wife, Liz, said, quote, he never lived in the real world that most of us lived in. Looking back, I'd say entitlement has a lot to do with it. No <laughs> little bit. shit. Yeah. Uh, he, they wanted him to go to like a local school to yeah. play tennis, like maybe like where his dad went. Yeah. He says, I'm going to Stanford. Wow. So I'm going to go get some West Coast Ivy League up you my bet. ass here. Uh, but Stanford was not a good tennis program when he okay. went. They were all like, what are you doing? You're, yeah. you're going to a shit tennis program. Yeah. But he basically... 69. Okay. 1969. Uh, so, I mean, he's going to, he's going to Northern California in 1969, yeah. but he's not going to be like a hippie or have any fun. Yeah. He's going to play tennis at Stanford. <laughs> so it's a little bit different with the rest of the blue blood twats. Yes. So uh, he's there. He turns the program into yeah. a contender. Weird. He's that good. Uh, he earned All-America status for three straight years. Okay. Uh, he was They basically became a national powerhouse in tennis after that. Okay. They would produce 17 NCAA Division One men's titles. Title teams uh-huh. uh, also would draw in guys like John McEnroe to come to Stanford after him that? because it was a prominent tennis program at the that point. The inception of Stanford is a really weird story. I, I, I've actually heard some shit about it. It's a fascinating story. I forget... I forget it, but it's fucking good. <laughs> I promise you it's a good story. <laughs> that, Bro, you totally had to be there. That so is I just 100% one of those. the best. That is good podcasting right there, Jimmy. That's, good. That's what I would call good podcast. I have a story. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. It's good, I swear. Amazing. That is <laughs> But awesome. their fucking mascot is a tree. That's the worst part about that school. Like, why? Yeah. That's your mascot, a fucking tree, and it's a redwood. <laughs> like, that's their... The, that is it, yeah. Fuck you and your... It is. 
Stafford's a nice place. Though. It's a fascinating it story. I, I wish my, I, I'd like my daughter to go there <laughs> yeah. one of these days. Yeah. That'd be good. Uh, so anyway, uh, he's there. Like I said, he, he's all of this. Now his coach Gould just loves him. <laughs> his last name. I just did, did that. It's, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, Gould said, "Quote: He started this whole damn program. Really, he started this yeah. whole damn program. Yeah. That's our boy." Yeah, he said, "Quote: He was an honorable, fun guy, one of the nicest guys who ever played for me. But he brought things on himself. And once the spiral began, it wouldn't stop. Uh-oh. So let's get some foreshadowing yeah. on here. Uh, now, before he came into Stanford, too, they hadn't won. Uh, they hadn't won a, a any NCAA team championships. Nothing. Nothing. So he came in, and all of a sudden, they were a powerhouse here. Uh, Nineteen sixty-nine. He plays in the U.S." Open because back then he could play yeah. just play in the U.S. Open. He loses in the first round yeah. uh, there. 1970, he's in the U.S. Amateur Tennis Championships organized by the U.S. Tennis Association. Uh, this was uh, the third year of this tournament. In 68, Arthur Ashe won it. Oh, uh, so this was like kind of becoming a cool tournament. Yeah. And then Arthur Ashe went on to from that to winning the U.S. Open in the same year, okay. which was a big deal to go from the amateur to that. He died of AIDS, yes. Yes, that's, I was going to say, Arthur Ashe, what do you know about him before before even tennis, AIDS comes up? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just I, one of those things. I just go, died of AIDS, yeah, and then what? Oh, he played tennis for a while. Oh, that too. Yeah, that's how. That's why we know he died of AIDS, because he played tennis. <laughs> that's great. Uh, but we don't associate tennis until after AIDS. That's embarrassing. That's great. We're assholes. It's, it's, well, we're just, that's what it is. That's what's because. I'm it's just like, saying, not just me and you, fucking everybody. Because anybody, cause anybody cause that just heard Arthur Ashe just Went and died of AIDS. <laughs> yeah, well, more famous people I know played tennis than died of AIDS. Right. So that's what I think it is. Like that's more of a of a of a sore thumb sticking right. out. Uh, no pun intended, I guess. And a sore thumb would be a pun for that. But whatever. So uh, Roscoe in the uh, in the uh, the U.S. and then the third thing is black guy. Like that's yeah. like black guy and activist. Like things. Yeah. people like he went out of his way for civil rights and stuff. Yeah, but, absolutely. For, yeah. But that's after AIDS. That's after AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> AIDS, but tennis, he happened to be an amazing, amazing person. AIDS, tennis, activist. That's what you know. Right on. <laughs> AIDS, right away. tennis, black guy, activist, well, amazing go, person is fifth. Tennis, and, well, you know what? I'm going to say. Wait a second. I'm going to fix this here. Black guy is second because okay. you'd say AIDS. Wasn't he the black guy who played tennis? <laughs> So you'd say black guy first before you officially said tennis. That's how I think it would and go. Then, right? And then white people go pain in the ass activist. That's and they'd be like, oh yeah, that guy there, yeah, son of a bitch. So I feel like that's what it is. I feel like it's I feel like it's black. It's it's AIDS black tennis. I feel like is the thing, and then everything else after that. <laughs> Oh, Poor you're Arthur, die over we there. are ruining his legacy. You're going to die worse than him over there. So, <laughs> oh man. So, holy shit. So he's in the U.S. Yeah. Amateur Championships in '70. He goes all the way to the finals. Uh-huh. He faces a guy called named Rahun Rahim. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a Pakistani, of course, guy is. who played at UCLA at the time with Jimmy Connors, who played there, another okay. famous champion. Uh, in July of '77, seven years later, uh, Rahim would become the highest-ranked uh, Pakistani-born tennis player ever. Wow. At number 44, uh, Roscoe beats him in a tough match. <laughs> Between who? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many there are. Are, really, you know, his whole family was into. I did. Oh God, I looked for an hour about this fucking guy. Really? I mean, this way, I mean, I don't sleep. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta find out all about him so I can say one line. Yeah, I, re- I know all about his family. Did you know his family for three generations were into nothing but tennis and they really? forced. 
They, and he's, even though his father wasn't a rich, prominent guy, he made all of his sons play tennis. He wow. had like eight sons. They all had to play tennis. Wow. And this guy ended up at UCLA. That's so, pretty impressive. You know, why not? Uh, <laughs> Nobody Ros- ever heard of the rest of his fucking family. <laughs> not at all. Uh, Roscoe beats him. Uh, tough match here. 3-6-2-6-6-1-8-6-10-8. Those wow. are sets yeah. right there. Look at that. That's how we're going to score this bitch right there. Uh, he plays in the U.S. Open uh-huh. that year, loses in the second round. So okay. first round, first year, first round, second year, second round. It's pretty incredible to be 19, 20 years old and playing in the U.S. Open. Yeah, I would That's say. incredible. Ballsy shit. Arthur yeah. Ashe won it. Yeah. Uh, so 1971, <laughs> uh, he's he's a runner-up in two doubles tournaments, uh, one in Cincinnati, one in Columbus. Uh-huh. Ohio, by the way. So much tennis being played in Ohio in the really? 70s and 80s. Holy shit. Half the th- shit is in Ohio for That's some amazing. reason. Columbus, Cincinnati, all over the place. Uh, his partners there were his college teammate, uh, Sandy Meyer, who uh, pops up here and there. And then he won one with, uh, or he was a uh, runner-up with Jimmy Connors mm-hmm. as his double partner once, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting. 1972, he turns professional after his junior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it mattered uh, for college because it's not like he couldn't afford to go there. Right. Anyway, uh, he is a runner-up. Up in two singles tournaments, one in Albany, New York, and one in L.A. Uh, he loses to Jimmy Connors and oh. Stan Smith. So pretty damn good. Yeah, he's going to run into Stan Smith a lot. And then, uh, Stan Smith, not the dad on South Park, right. uh, the guy with the Adidas, right. the guy with the uh, old school Adidas. It's yeah. his and Rod Laver are the two. Like so, those Lavers are so badass. Yeah, though. those are the two uh, there. I love uh, them. One of these is on a hard surface. One of them is on carpet. Mm-hmm. I guess they used to play Played on carpet. carpet. Apparently so. Uh, apparently they said his game really That's indoors, sh- right? I, carpet. It's I'm pretty be. sure. Yeah, because they have tennis facilities you don't play where they have a whole bunch. Tennis? They have, well, they have. I mean, outdoor. Well, I'm saying outdoor carpet. Tennis. I always think the clay looked crazy. I'm like, yeah. they're playing on clay, and you see them just slide. Sliding. They say, yeah, they it's plant bananas. their foot and slide. Yeah. Like, what are they doing out there? <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Tear a fucking Achilles. It looks insane. Yeah. I remember like the French Open highlights when yeah. I was a kid. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? It looks so dirty and gross. Uh, yeah, too. it looks terrible. Anyway, uh, they say his game translated well to pro- the professional level. Okay. It's kind of like you know, in basketball, sometimes their game doesn't translate from right. college to the pros. His does. <laughs> uh, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this year, he's a 20-year-old junior, and he reaches the quarterfinals yeah. of the U.S. Open. Uh, he's a lefty, and that serve boy is nasty. Yeah. He has the na- – we'll get into how nasty it is, but it is amazing, yeah. his serve. Uh, guy, By the way, when they translate – when they don't translate from college to pro, nothing is more funnier when it, when it happens oh, yeah. in football. Oh, nothing's more funny. quarterback, yeah, yeah, to yeah. be specific. <laughs> yeah, that's the most fun. Like, that Fucking... guy looks like he doesn't know what right. he's doing. Duck face – yeah. Dick Face from Florida. What was his name? Uh, uh, the fucking religious guy. That oh, plays Tim, Tebow. Tim Tebow. Tim first Tebow, first of all. And then now Menzel. Well, I can't get enough of that. There's five every year. I guess. Of course. Every year. But the biggest ones are the most fucking oh, fun to watch him flop. Here. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy named Steve Flink, mm-hmm. who is, is a terrible name. He's uh, a senior correspondent for Tennis Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that about about Roscoe. He says, quote, at the time, it was the biggest serve in the game. He had a very low toss. He almost caught it on the way up. He was a good volleyer, but never had great ground strokes. Still a very solid player. Okay. That's his professional analysis uh-huh. of him. Uh, he plays that year in Wimbledon also uh-huh. for the first year and loses in the third round, but at least he made it a yeah, little bit. It's in England. That's in England. It's right. an English I tournament. Yes, it is. Uh, he plays in the U.S. Open that year, loses in the quarterfinals, okay. so he's stepping his way up there. 1973, he meets uh, a woman. He meets his later to be his wife named Nancy. Uh, they meet at Stanford, and he would constantly cheat on her. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> constantly, constantly cheat on this yeah, poor woman. Of course. For a while until she gets sick of it, then he finds someone else to constantly, constantly <laughs> cheat on. 
patterns this guy has in his yeah, life. Yeah. Uh, he graduates college in 1973 with a political science degree. Good wow. for him. Uh, he's the runner-up in a tournament, in a singles tournament in Milan on carpet. So, oh, Lovey's going to Milan. Look at that, Thurston. <laughs> Lovey, you bet. Thurston Howell III over here. He's going to Milan. Mm, wonderful. Uh, he loses in the third round of the U.S. Open and wins a doubles tournament in Denver with Arthur Ashe. Really? Uh, so, yeah, look at that. Uh, he played with Arthur Ashe. Multiple times. That's Just awesome. Over the 70s, t- tons of times. Uh, they both went to Stanford. Sounds like the or, wrong No, they didn't go to Stanford. He yeah. went to UCLA. Sounds I'm sorry. like the wrong guy got AIDS. Yeah, pr- I would prefer <laughs> this guy got AIDS. We'll put it that way. Uh, uh, Raymond Moore, yeah. uh, who's his former doubles partner, he said, quote, he was a clean-cut, good-looking, all-American kid. He could charm the pants off of people. So that sounds like he did that a few times. That's what he's doing. Yeah. He's charming the pants off everybody. God, wait do you hear what he gets into. Jesus, he's such a <laughs> fucking idiot. I swear to God. This episode is one where I'm just shaking my head the whole time going, you have every opportunity in the Because sometimes we get these guys where you're like, we know their upbringing. Yeah. And we're like, well, fuck, yeah, he never had a chance. Right. Like, it sucks. I feel bad for him. But, hey, you know, he can't be a dick to everybody. Yeah. This guy, you're like... You went. You had to work hard yeah. to fuck up. Yeah. Like you, you had to work to the point where not even your family connections, nothing. I mean, you know how far out on the ledge you have to fucking you go. You burn all to those bridges. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Seventy four. He loses a singles tournament uh, to Rod Laver. Okay. He's in Palm Desert. He's the runner up there. Wins a singles tournament in Denver versus Arthur Ashe. Okay. In straight sets too. Six he two beat six him. four. Yeah. Uh, he's runner up in two more tournaments that year. One in Columbus and one in Maui. Okay. Very different environments yeah. there. Uh, he wins a singles tourney in uh, Christchurch, New Zealand. Wow. Uh, six four six two. Plays in the French Open, loses in the first round. Wimbledon loses in the fourth round. U.S. Open loses in the semis that year. And he wins five doubles tournaments all over the world that year. In two, his early fucking 20s. Two with Arthur Ashe. Unbelievable. So, so he's going, yeah, he's he's building it. He's really yeah. he's really doing it. Uh, his father does not support him playing pro tennis, by the way. Really? No, that's not a blue blood thing yeah. to do. You don't go out there and run around right. and get sweaty. <laughs> you you watch other people do that. This is a that. gentleman's sport. You, you do this to build business relations. That's all. Right. You do that. You watch other people do it, and then you clap lightly right. you know, to not make them feel too good you, about themselves. You're very quiet when they hold up the sign. He said that you know his dad didn't want his dad meddling in any of this shit, and yeah. he said he said, "quote Dad, leave me to figure out tennis for myself. If I don't get better, I'll quit. But if I win a national title, you have to buy me a car." He said to him, and uh, he said his dad didn't get didn't get him four cars though because he won four. He said never got me the four. He said I got one a used Pontiac, a used white Pontiac Tempest, <laughs> which is I believe the car that, that the real murderer is yeah. used in my cousin Vinny. Just a Pontiac a, I think Tempest. It was a mint, a metallic mint green Pontiac. <laughs> Tempest, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And now back to the show. 1975, he's yeah. runner-up in four singles tournaments, including one in L.A. that Arthur Ashe won. He lost yeah. to him. Wins two tournaments, one on hard, one on carpet in Vegas and New York. Plays in the French Open, loses in the third round, uh, loses in the semifinals in Wimbledon, loses in the third round at the U.S. Open, and wins a doubles tournament in Nottingham. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice place to win a doubles tourney, yeah. yeah, it's wonderful there. Uh, 1976, uh-huh. he's tennising it up, baby. Yeah. And we're going to get to so much crime here. I can't oh, wait. my goodness. So much fuckery. God, I can't wait. The nudnickery here is thick like I want. I want tennis to go away fast. It's I like really cold do. butter. Oh, I'm buzzing through the tennis. <laughs> the tennis is such a small part of this story. It's not even funny here. Uh, 76, he is runner-up to f- in uh, in four singles tournaments that year. Uh, two of them to Jimmy Connors. So uh-huh. you get beat by Connors, whatever. Uh, he wins five, though, uh, in Cincinnati, Columbus, San Francisco, Tokyo, and Beckenham, uh, UK. Uh, in the UK, he beats Jimmy Connors for How that title. That? So good for him. Gets some revenge. Uh, loses at Wim- uh, Wimbledon in the semifinals. Yeah. Uh, loses in the fourth round at the U.S. Open. And he wins five doubles tournaments. Wow. Uh, a couple of them with Dick Stockton. Look at this. So look at him. He's He's doing well. He starts getting endorsements at okay. this point. Uh, Sergio Ticini Sportswear. That sounds like such a 70s company. Yeah. Sounds like they have zippers all over yeah. them or some goofy shit like that. Uh, PDP Rackets, which they make a uh, his model racket, which you can still get, which really? is pretty fucking cool. Like you get an old version, yeah, but you yeah. can get it. Like and the Rod Laver shoes. Yeah, and Pony Shoes. Ponies. Ponies? Ponies. The worst shoe. Just under ruse, <laughs> yeah. which are the other, the shoes with zippers all the over. The most horrible shoe ever. Pony. He, it's so funny in footage I've seen to him. He's fucking rocking those white really? high top oh. ponies like nobody's business. But uh, so, yeah, he's got endorsements. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. He's killing it right now. He's a top of the world Doing right the here. Thing. This is good shit. And this isn't even grace by any means. Really? Uh, Dick Stockton said, quote, that was a ton of money in those days. He had it all going for him, but he was always a little suspicious with that smile on his face. Face. He might tell you one thing, and five minutes later, it was a different story. <laughs> he told people what they wanted to hear. Yeah. And here comes the, he's a con man yeah. before anything. Yeah. By the way, through this whole time, he loves, his main loves are uh, cheating on his Pussy. on his yeah, wife, yeah, yeah. Uh, womanizing, yep. gambling, yeah. drinking, yep. and oh, sweet cocaine. <laughs> he loves it all. The five pack right he's there. He's essentially a fucking rich white guy. That's he is what a he rich loves. white yeah. guy, exactly. He's, he's doing everything that rich white guys do. He loves to do all that. She thinks he's James Bond, this yeah. fucking guy. That's what it is. Because you'll see, like, he thinks he's Mr. International. Plus cocaine. Plus cocaine. Right. Yeah, I don't know if Bond Mr. did cocaine. Bond. No, 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 no. Although maybe, because he had a lot of energy, James Bond. He did uh, a lot of know, shit. You know what? He, 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 when did he sleep? He never got shot either. When did like, he sleep? He, uh, you got I never point. saw Bond sleeping that much. He's always anyway. fucking women. He's fucking. He's Constantly not sleeping. Fucking. He's gunfighting. He's running. I've never. The mind. only way to fuck that much is with cocaine. That's what you, I'm saying. You, you, See, you, lots you of can't cocaine. Finish. You like. just got to constantly be coked. Keep out. it up. So, 1977. This is. This is begins his big ascent into yeah. greatness here. January 197 at the Australian Open. This uh-huh. is a major event, a Grand Slam. The Grand Australia. Slams are Australian Open, U.S. Open, French Open, okay. and Wimbledon. Those are the four. Where big do they ones. play that in Australia? Is I it Sydney? Think it's Sydney. Okay. Yes, uh, I, it might. They might actually have matches 
uh, in different okay. uh, places yeah. there because they're they're over the course of a, of a little bit of time. But it's here. on the east side of the country. I believe yeah. it is. Yeah, I would imagine it's not in Perth. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? No. So, uh, so at the Australian Open, uh, he uh, goes all the way to the finals yeah. up here and beats Guillermo Vias of Argentina in three sets, three straight sets in the wow. final, 6-3, 6-3, and he has a Grand Slam title. Wow. He now, that's immortalized. Yeah. That's like, yeah, you win a Grand Slam title, that's your, that's your claim to fame yeah. forever. That's not some shitty tournament right and there. I've never heard of this fuck. <laughs> Never heard of Roscoe Tanner, huh? He, uh, you know, here's a fact for you. In 1988, mm-hmm. there was a poll. I don't know who did the poll, but he was the number four, a poll for women, the number four most liked athlete by women in the United States. Is that right? Wayne Gretzky was number five. He was number in four. In 1988? 1988. Who the fuck else was there out there? Joe Montana. I don't know, I guess. Uh, John Elway. Dan Marino. Uh, Dan Marino on. probably. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I can't I don't think of anybody. Women Larry like, Bird? I don't think women no. like that. Like, he he looks was like not a, a handsome man. No, he looks like a like a bowl of porridge. He, like, yeah, no it's one's pretty, pretty bleak in that face. But, so, yeah, that's, and he had horrible hair. Oh, the, the worst, worst hair. hair is bad stuff. That's the worst white man hair is that like curly afro thing that it he was, had. It was ugly. Is that, that even, is that even curly? Do you even I don't call know it? what the hell it was. It's just, it was just a mess. fucking mop of awful. Yeah, it was a mop of awful, a blonde mop of awful. Uh, so yeah, he's so that's what I mean. He's uh, people know of he him. He's lucky like to him. be. He's basically lucky to be handsome in a time that nobody in sports was handsome. And yeah, and he's not even that handsome, right. honestly. Really? He's just kind of clean cut looking. That's okay. what it is. He looks clean cut. Uh, that year, seventy seven, after he wins the Australian Open, this is in January. He wins the Open. He is runner up in two tournaments in yeah. New Jersey and Las Vegas. Uh, one of them uh, to Vias, uh-huh. Vias's revenge, I guess, and one to Jimmy Connors. Yeah. He wins a singles tournament in Sydney. And loses in Wimbledon in the first round, which not to expect it after the guy just won the Australian yeah. Open. Uh, Jan- August 23rd, 1977, he is ranked number 14 for doubles in the entire world. How about that? Uh, that's his highest career doubles ranking. Uh, Peter Bodo of Tennis Magazine said, and this is good about him, this is kind of really, this really sums him up. He said, quote, he wasn't a cheater on the court, but there were a number of people who weren't crazy about him. He had that high giggle, something off the mark. Roscoe wouldn't always say what he was actually thinking. You would hear <laughs> things, though. The rumor at the time was that he was a womanizer. Okay. Well, that he, yeah. that's an understatement. Yeah. Also, to a gambler, a drunk, yeah. and a cokehead, you can add in there also, and kind of an asshole on top of that. <laughs> he's probably just giggling maniacally about some girl in the front row that's sitting with a dude no. that he's going to try and bang later. This is why I hate these blue blood fucks, because yeah. they're always Giggling, giggling about something because yeah. the world is they're fucking oysters. So there's no fun. consequences yeah. for. Isn't this is great? So fun. I don't have to worry about my bills and there's no consequences. <laughs> I'd giggle fucking too. I'd giggle too. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Jesus Christ! I'm the third. That's yeah. how rich I am. Giggle, giggle, assholes. It's true. Whenever things good happen for the two you of giggle. us, I giggle. Yeah. I, I go, how great. the fuck is this happening? This is crazy. It's his whole goddamn life. It's every day for every him. Every goddamn he day. He wakes up and just goes, "Can you believe it? Can you I'm believe I'm alive?" Again, I woke up. This is beautiful. Again. Wow. Where's that Fuck cocaine? that. Where's the cocaine? That life sounds terrible. Uh, that year, he also loses in the fourth round of the U.S. Open. Yeah. In December of 77, they have another Australian Open for some goddamn reason. Okay. I don't know why they have it in January one year and December the next. 
Who the fuck knows? Shit's backwards down there. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, They have another one here. This time, Roscoe, and he comes back as the returning champion, loses in the first round. That's ugly after you just won the goddamn thing. After you're the guy. You are the guy. First round KO. That's brutal. Yeah. Now, 78 is when he... Now, that got him famous, the Australian Open thing, because people just knew his name. But 78 is when he really starts to be kind of pop culture famous. Yeah. Uh, First of all, he loses a singles tournament in Philly. He's the runner-up to Jimmy Connors in one tournament. But that's not important because in February '78, uh-huh. that's when the, that's, this is his legend right here. This yeah. cements it. He serves in a tournament a 153 mile an hour serve. 153, Whoa. it's clocked at. It's the fastest serve in history. Still, not oh, not n- still then. Yeah, yeah. wasn't broken for over 25 years. Wow, then. that's how that's how a man. We'll get into when it was. You broken. You know what I just thought but, of right wow. now as you're talking about this, and you just rattled off 1979. Yeah, uh, 78. This 78. Is. I mean, uh, I was thinking about when you said in '69 uh, he went to college. Right around, isn't that Vietnam time? Yeah. Shouldn't he have gone to the fucking war? How many rich kids? What the fuck? I hate this guy. Well, that's that's anyone who could afford college. Yeah, Yeah. he just figured out. He never even thought of that as a thing. I better go to college. Like Vietnam, that's for fucking poor kids. (laughs) That's for brown people who play (laughs) those those contact sports (laughs) that I'm not interested in. Right. That's for those people. Unbelievable. Bang into each other and jump all around. Somehow he figured out how to not have to go to the service with their correct length hamstring muscles. <laughs> that makes allows them to jump. Uh, so they do a whole thing about, uh, you know, how does his serve compare to other players? What does he do? And uh, they basically said it's a, he later on they do a thing and they say his serve is a lot like Agassiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the relationship. Be- it's so weird. It's the it's the relationship between the backswing and the drop, and it's all the scientific uh, tennis shit that we don't care about yeah. at fucking all. Fuck uh, they say an early release on the toss of the ball. The toss motion seems circular. The ball is thrown well ahead, and uh, he does a weird motion that shouldn't produce what it does, but okay. it does basically. And he's a lefty, too. And he's a lefty. Right. That's why it's funky, yeah. I think, too. It's like, who knows what's coming yeah. out of that goddamn thing. Uh, now, he wins two more tournaments later uh, that year in Palm Springs and New Orleans. Uh, goes to the French Open and loses in the fourth round, so he gets a little further here. Yeah. Uh, Wimbledon loses in the fourth round. U.S. Open loses in the fourth round. Okay. A lot of fourth round losses yeah. that year, but he set that record, so it didn't even goddamn matter. How many rounds are there in this shit? I believe there's six, six. I want to say. That's pretty decent. Get to the fourth round of I six think Six or it might be eight. I'm not sure. That's possible too. That seems like a lot I didn't of fucking tennis. Bar. That's so much. It goes uh, on for days. I Jimmy. know. Just fucking days in the U.S. Open. It's and like it's a fucking so week of shit. I know. I've been in New York. And it's expensive. It is. I've been in the area. I don't know how it timed out, but for some reason I was in the area of the U.S. Open yeah. in like 2002, uh-huh. and it was a fucking nightmare. There were so many people everywhere. I was like, why are you here to watch tennis? Well, you also, all came to watch tennis, really? <laughs> also around that Shit. time, at 2002... The tourism of New York was fucking enormous. People yeah, yeah, were like, people oh, let's go see yeah, that ground that's zero. That's true, yeah. I like, just, that's a fucking bonding I just moment to for go people. Home and eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, so anyway, uh, so one more tournament that year. He wins a doubles tournament in Palm Springs with Raymond Moore of South Africa, which is probably the only whiter guy he could possibly yeah. fucking find. <laughs> uh, that's his last doubles tournament win. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1979. God, shit starts to get interesting for him here. Uh, he wins two tournaments here, both against a guy named Brian. Ryan Gottfried, who doesn't sound like a professional athlete. Uh, He's runner-up to John McEnroe in New Uh Orleans in a tournament, runner-up to Peter Fleming in Cincinnati, and uh, loses in the semifinals of the U.S. Open. But he goes to Wimbledon that year. Okay. And that's when shit gets crazy for him. Uh, Wimbledon that year... 
they were first they first broadcast it the year before NBC did, yeah. and they were trying to figure out basically what to do with it. Is what they would do is they they would broadcast it before, but they would broadcast it they they do it in the morning, yeah, and then they would broadcast it late in the afternoon when people already knew what happened because right. the afternoon papers had come sure. out back then, so they just knew. So they're Don Olmeyer, who I don't know if you've heard of, but he's no. a famous television executive, especially in sports. Uh, he comes in NBC. Uh, NBC, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, he comes in, and uh, it's his uh, his first year is in 78, and he says, you know, how long has this been going? He didn't even know what it was. He said, how long has this been going on? And someone told him, oh, only since 1877, Don. <laughs> he was like, oh, shit, my bad. And how he just been bouncing that ball over that yeah, net and shit? <laughs> what's going on there? He just said, well, shit, we got to show it live. What are we doing here? Yeah. He's like, this is ridiculous. And they, they, they kept telling him, what, it'll be on so early, only the kids will be watching, and mm-hmm. no one will, you know, they'll watch cartoons, and you're not going to get anybody to watch this fucking thing. So he said, or they got an aide of his said, they ended up coming up with Breakfast at Wimbledon, okay. which is what they uh, ended up doing. Uh, the only thing was they wanted a good finals match for this. They're like, okay, uh, it's going to be Bjorn Borg. He was yeah. a Swedish guy. And then they were was hoping. Was he? Yeah, he was. In <laughs> was case you were name? wondering. In case you were wondering. Uh, then they also had John McEnroe. And so they were kind of maybe looking for a McEnroe, yeah. Borg, you know, type thing, that sort of thing. But instead, they get Roscoe Tanner going all the way to the finals. Yeah. They're like, all right, fuck, this isn't yeah. a prominent first, you know, guy name. What do we do here? They were worried. They had five hours to fill. They were worried about literally the op- – because the, the play is going on while they're doing their opening for yeah. the show. It all starts at the same time. Sure. So he was worried the match was – the first set was already going to be over. Because they're like, <laughs> Bjorg's going to kick this guy's ass in two fucking minutes, and then right. what are we going to do? This is insane. We're right. going to go in halfway to a match, and then we have to talk for we four hours. we got ratings and shit yeah. to worry about. What do we do here? So what he does – is uh, he says Olmeyer goes to Donald Dell, who is a commentator and also Tanner's agent at the time. Okay. And this guy says he'll look into it. And w- what they do is they ask him if they could basically buy him an extra. They ask uh, Dell and Tanner if they could buy him five minutes. Will you buy us five minutes? Will you stall? So what he says is, in their own words, quote, but I did it. I hid out in a toilet stall looking at my wristwatch while Peter Morgan searched the dressing room calling out, Oh, Mr. Tanner, where are you, Mr. Tanner? We're ready for you. Mr. Borg is ready. I, t- I told them I hadn't felt well. I'll never f- I'll never forget stepping onto that court. I had played on center, but this was the final. I was stepping into history. That doesn't matter. The important part is... Him sitting with his feet up on the toilet bowl, <laughs> pretending like he wasn't fucking in there. Did he say a portalette? No, a toilet a bowl. Regular He's in toilet. the goddamn okay. bathroom. All right. I, no. I pictured him in one of those blue herpy huts. No, no, no. <laughs> he is absolutely 100% in the bathroom with the t- stall door closed with his Staring feet up on the toilet. Staring at his fucking watch counting five shit. minutes. Well, they're going, Mr. Morgan. And he's like trying to make fart noises like, I'm in here. It's not, it's got, give me a minute. I'm, <laughs> it's not going well. <laughs> he's trying. Making stool in here. Uh, <laughs> making stool. Oh, oh so, carry on, good fellow. Carry on, good chap. I'll go now. So, Having a movement having, having a movement are you all right then so, so horrible having my constitutional <laughs> so there's no delay of game uh for the stall stall um he uh he literally stalled in a stall. He literally went into he a stall that's maybe that's where the term came maybe. from hiding in there yeah. uh so they, there's an article about it and it's like tanner comes out of the closet yeah and i found this article like halfway through i'm like he's fucking gay <laughs> holy shit now the water closet. i was like this story just got it fucking amazing you know what i mean like fuck his whole life he was a 
<laughs> he was pretending and yeah. too? Fuck, this guy's crazy. Unbelievable. Uh, this guy's got it. Man, I feel bad for him. He's out there just slanging dick, trying to convince everybody he's straight. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Shit. Uh, in the finals versus Borg, he, uh, it's a it's a really tough well, a tough uh, match that goes long. Uh, Bjorg actually said he had me scared. Uh, and uh, Tanner said, quote, my big chance came in the fifth. I had two break points. None of this makes sense. Uh, Fifteen forty, and I hit a four. I hit a forehand down the line, a uh, forehand passer down the line, barely wide. Then I missed a volley. I may have played as well, beating Guillermo Villas for the Australian title, but never, uh, but never better than this. And he wow. lost. He loses to, Bjor- to Borg. The best he ever played. Best he, he ever played. Borg was nasty. I mean, yeah. Borg was a top. You're playing with the top, top, top talent in the world. Mm-hmm. It's McEnroe or Connors or Borg or one of those. Did you guys. say he had a break point? Is that what it was? Uh, he said? Yeah, he had two break points. Okay, I think that's uh, that, when you uh, when you when you are ahead forty fifteen, like the next yeah, fifteen that's forty a game point, like the next point you're going to win. Yeah, and, and he blew it on two, barely it, wide yeah. down the line, and then he mm-hmm. missed a volley, so he choked basically. Yeah. Uh, he returns to the U.S. a well known son of a bitch. That's though. awesome. He's a huge celebrity because yeah. Wimbledon was a big hit. And yeah. uh, uh, Donald Dell, his agent, said, "Quote: We did more deals for Roscoe than a lot of guys who won bigger. Everyone wanted him. That was it. And that was this is." When more rackets and clothing and endorsements and all this shit. He did TV commercials. What? He was on a fucking ivory soap commercial <laughs> where he was talking about how 90... That's how white he is. That's how white he is. He's a, he's a the third. He went to boarding school, yeah. and he literally was standing next to a bar of ivory soap going, whiter than me. Amazing, huh? The, wow. 99.44% pure, motherfucker. How can it get whiter? Wow. Unbelievable. It's, it's white soap named after the color fucking white. No shit. He judged a Miss USA contest. Yeah. He was a judge there, so... And then fucked a few of them, I'm sure. Not bad, I'm sure it was. Uh, July 7th, 1977, there's a fluff piece on how now his dad believes in him. (laughs) Now his dad's on his side. Uh, His dad said, quote, it's difficult to express what this means to Mrs. Tanner and me because it's the culmination of efforts and desire that extends over a period approaching 20 years. In the early years, I never had any idea Roscoe would excel at a world level. I simply wanted him to be a good enough player to be known in the community and the South because I thought it would be a good thing for him as a lawyer, to be known for something other than law. What a brilliant man. Uh, He's so brilliant that at the beginning of that quote, he calls his wife Mrs. Mrs. Tanner. Mrs. Tanner first, and then he has the proper usage of Mrs. Tanner and me. Yeah, oh yeah. That's not a Mrs. Tanner and I moment, and he fucking knew it. He knows his grammar. He went to the Baylor school. (laughs) That is incredible. Uh, He said, quote, I wanted him to practice law with me, and I thought he would would until he started to make his move internationally during his third year at Stanford. That's why he was saying before, like, Cut this shit out. Yeah. Go to law school and come fucking work come, at the office. Come hang with dad. Yeah, and come I, on. I approve. Come with me. Yeah, and, come and with me. Like, no, I, I, I choose tennis, tennis over you. He did it. July twenty seventh, nineteen seventy nine. Mm-hmm. Roscoe appears on the goddamn Tonight Show wow. with Johnny Carson. What? The pinnacle of he American. Got on Gen- Johnny Carson. The pinnacle of being accepted in yeah. America as a celebrity. If you're on Johnny Carson, and he was guest number one on Johnny wow. Carson. He was the first guy out on the chair, which is the most That's famous. That's amazing. Of the time. And other guests on the show that night were Patty uh, D'Arbenville, mm-hmm. who's a TV actress. She's actually been in. Probably every show ever. I looked yeah. at her thing. She was like, had a part in The Sopranos and a part yeah. on all the, you know, Law and Order and this and that. She's been in, you've seen this woman a thousand times probably. And you don't even know it. And Richard fucking Pryor what? was on that show. Fucking Richard Pryor <laughs> came out second. 
He came out second. I would pay anything to watch a conversation between Roscoe and Richard Pryor. I would fucking pay to that. My father was a prominent attorney. My mom was a prostitute. I would fucking pay to see that shit, wouldn't you? How much would you pay to see that? I'd That'd pay just to hear the inner monologue of oh, Richard Pryor. What's going on? Here. Yeah, this motherfucker. This motherfucker here. Wow. Unbelievable. You, ho- you hit out in the toilet. You hit yeah. out in the toilet. To- that's exactly That's the perfect Richard Pryor toilet, by the way. That was perfect. I got to give you a lot of credit You tell on that me shit. you hit out and stall in the toilet. Holy shit. That's perfect. In the toilet. Oh, man. That's beautiful, man. Um, he sits down, Tanner, with Carson, and they talk about his commitment to staying focused during tennis games, yeah. the challenges of overly long games uh, with good opponents, like these long yeah. battles. Uh, he's talked about how he was nervous at the uh, 100th anniversary of Wimbledon in 1977. Yeah. Uh, he said how uh, the Queen was not impressed by the game, basically, in that. Uh, so he just basically talks about all this, his youth in Tennessee, yeah. blah, 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 that sort of thing. And it's it's so funny because – and he also does uh, – he does a little demonstration of serving into the uh, – he's serving on the studio floor. They, he did that on Carson? Yeah, like Letterman used to have Steve Young throw fucking footballs yeah. through a cab window. Jimmy Kimmel has a fucking scientist blow shit up. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, he would have him demonstrate the serve in front of a – poorly calibrated radar device yeah. but he still clocked in over 100 and Carson's attempts were like below 60 miles an hour even <laughs> though Tanner was telling him what yeah. to do my favorite is when Johnny Carson was throwing knives and shit with that that was, was, great. That was amazing and uh, Richard Pryor came out and talked about how he's shitty at tennis <laughs> and how he's he thinks it's weird that ego that Hollywood actors their egos make them think they're good athletes too and he's like I ain't one of them I know I suck at tennis so I'm not saying shit that's hilarious which, uh, he's your smart dad, you told me your dad sold tires my, my mom sold a pussy <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You know it, man. I want to be at that night. I so, so want to be there. I just want to uh, be in the green room. Yeah. I want to be. I want to be on the in between when they're on the couch and they lean over and whisper to each other. Yeah. What the fuck do they have he to say to each other? He said pussy the best way ever. No, he he did. was so. He, he said it so fast. Pussy, like yeah. <laughs> he took the a, you out and just an innovator. Pssy. It was he an, an innovator. He really was. Fucking amazing man. July thirtieth, nineteen seventy nine. This mm-hmm. is a few days later. He is ranked number. Number four in the world. Wow. In the whole fucking world. Everybody. Number four, highest career ranking. Let's say it now. Grace. Grace. <laughs> this is Grace, everybody. The Tonight Show, yeah. high ranking. Yeah. Holy shit. Hanging with Pryor. Hanging as with an, Pryor. And not even as an equal, as a better than. Yeah, as a, you a, come out after yeah. me. Yeah, that's what. Well, You're okay. my second fiddle, Mr. Pryor. That's right. Take that. So uh, early 80s here. I don't know exactly what this year was because I tried so hard, but I couldn't. But I found this video. Was this the year? that Pryor was in the toy? Was he promoting that maybe? I think maybe? that's 81. Okay, I think what year are we in? Was, 79? This is 79. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was... Uh, Silver Streak, maybe at okay. that time. One of those. I just wish it was Gene the Wilder toy because movies. he was basically going as the toy to be this yeah. fuck. Yeah, this Jackie Gleason played his dad. Basically, <laughs> he was Leonard the second. How Jackie awesome Gleason. is it? How awesome is it? The the fucking ending of that kid that was in that movie's life because that kid is a porn star. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in a shitload. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't just in that. No. He was in a ton in the yeah. mid eighties. And then started just, just fucking money. filming his cock. That's hysterical. He should. I love it. Yeah, he should have definitely done that here. So. Early 1980s, this TV show. I couldn't find shit about it, but it's a two-minute-long clip yeah. 
I don't know where the fuck it aired. I don't know who the guy hosting it was, but he yeah. looked like a pedophile. It was crazy. <laughs> it was a TV show about how Roscoe has the fastest serve in the world. They put him in a lab-type environment. First, they sit him down on, like, the tennis court, and he's in his white shorts, yeah. his pony sneakers. Fucking balls and they, ask, they ask him just some general tennis questions, and he, oh, yes, well, you know, my father, and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then they bring him in a lab, and it's like a total, like, 1981-looking lab. This yeah. shit looks like people have way better technology, uh, you know, in their living rooms now yeah. than they had in this top you know, high-tech lab. That whole lab is a giant computer, and that, yeah. that computer fits in your cell That's phone That's my today. phone now, yeah. <laughs> so they tell him to stand on this plate thing that, like, measures force and serves. I mean, this is old technology. What the fuck? Uh, they say they can, they can uh, measure precisely how much force is going out through this plate in the ground. What? Then there's the, – so the old man pedophile-looking guy, he's also wearing – I don't know why, but he's wearing little tiny tennis shorts. <laughs> it's like, why are you wearing white tiny tennis shorts, you weird you old You don't pedophile. even have a racket, you weirdo. Yeah, I get why Roscoe's wearing them. He's a fucking tennis player, but this old creepy man doesn't need short shorts in the name of science. I don't think, I don't think that's going to fucking help. I really don't. Just a, just a thought, you know? I hope the cure for cancer is found by a man with his balls hanging out of his fucking be. bike shorts. Of his, of his fucking white shorts. Then he hits the ball, he does it, and then they cut to like a tele like a guy standing in front of a television screen. Like but it's like up high and he's like pointing at it. It's yeah. this weird looks like an eighties computer screen monitor. And this guy excitedly sounds just like Borat. <laughs> And he's giving the re- the results, and he goes, yeah. the 349 pounds of the pressure, and, it, blah, blah, blah. and he's like hyper, and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> like, it was such, it's, it's so It's so weird. much, it's so much power. It's, it's so much power, I don't know. My wife, she's the power. So then the pedophile guy yeah. says, of, says, quote, of course you have to have the force coming from uh, being planted on the ground because you can't shoot a cannon out of a canoe, and that's the end of the video. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? Where, who, who did they film this for? The end who they showing that the too. ending line is something that doesn't make any fucking sense. Literally, because you can't shoot a cannon out of a canoe, and t- he says that to Roscoe, and Roscoe just tilts his head and goes, "Yeah, like, I, I guess I don't know." He's got a point. Fuck, do I know? I gotta go do some coke and cheat on my wife. I gotta get going now. Sorry, but I'm out. Uh, 1980, he's a runner-up to John McEnroe in a tournament. He yeah. beats Stan Smith in a tournament in Manchester. Uh, loses in the quarterfinals of both Wimbledon and the U.S. Open that year. 1981, he's a runner-up in three tournaments that year, Memphis, Tennessee, Bristol, UK, and Sydney, Australia. Uh Uh, Sydney, he lost to McEnroe, so that's honorable. That's fine. He wins a singles tournament in Philly. Uh, 1981 Davis Cup, you know what the Davis Cup is? It's like they do the same thing in golf. I think it's the Ryder Cup in golf where it's international teams. It's that sort of thing. Everybody Uh, playing against everybody, but it's like. Where you're from. Yeah, it's where you're from. It's very uh, racist. It's, yeah, it's exactly it. Yeah, get those sons of bitches. Yeah, I don't like their ethnicity and their food right. sucks. You smell that shit they're cooking over there? It's gross. So uh, the U.S. team is Roscoe, John McEnroe, mm-hmm. Arthur Ashe, oh. uh, Elliot Telcher, uh, Tess, Telcher mm-hmm. and uh, Peter Fleming, who we talked about before. Yeah. Uh, on December 11th in Riverfront Coliseum in Cincinnati was the finals. Uh, the U.S. defeats Argentina to become champions. So he's uh, they, they won the Davis Cup. So they he's won. A, they won. The U.S. won the Davis Cup that year. So that was good. He has another trophy, I guess. Yeah. Next, uh, Grand Slams the, uh, that year. Uh, Australian Open, uh, loses in the second round. Wimbledon also loses in the second round. U.S. Open, he loses in the quarterfinals. 
So, you know, it's whatever. It's not going that great there. Yeah. Uh, 1981, his wife Nancy gives birth to their daughter Lauren Uh-oh. in Santa Barbara, California, where they are. Uh, this is, you know, he, things are going downhill in the career, but he's got a but kid. But he's still living in Santa Barbara. He's, he's still killing living. It. He's still got a lot yeah. of money. Uh, he's got endorsements. He's got all this type of shit. He's yeah. making good money. So, I mean, you know, he's doing fine. And yeah. this is, I mean, he's in his, what is he, 30, 30? That's 30. He was born Fuck. in 51. So he's 30 years old. So, yeah, maybe he wants to have a family now, settle Can down, imagine? and kind of slow down on tennis. Because you don't play tennis till you're 40 yeah, professionally. Yeah. You just don't. It's not yeah. a thing. Tennis is a 22-year-old man's yeah. sport. It just is. It's a Nowadays, Roger Federer sport. Yeah, He's and, young. And women's tennis, unless you're Venus or Serena, right. that shit's like a 17-year-old girl's right. sport. You know, it's like that sort She's of thing. She's winning Grand Slams pregnant. That's yeah, that so doesn't funny. matter. She's just a fucking, doesn't even matter. What just a brutalizing freak people. she is oh, it's in great. terms of athleticism. Fucking amazing, I, isn't it? I'm blown so away. So awesome to watch. Uh, now, 82, uh, he is a runner-up in one tournament in California, yeah. uh, does Wimbledon, loses in the fourth, uh, U.S. Open loses in the second round. Yeah. Uh, he sustains an elbow injury after this. Uh-oh. Uh, hurts Tennis his elbow? elbow? I guess. He hurts his elbow, <laughs> and he loses his fastball, basically. He Uh-oh. can't serve the same anymore. It's mm-hmm. not the same. It's And I guess, you know, you take 20 miles an hour off a of serve. It's a, you got a pitcher who throws 95, yeah. hurts his arm, he throws 88. Seven miles an hour doesn't seem like a lot, but that's no. the difference between swinging a miss and right. fucking in the fourth row. Right. That's just, you know, the way it is. It's it's that's it's all when everybody's so good, it's your one percent. It's all minuscule. Right. This guy makes this much of a mistake and that guy wins. It's just it's, so top level, you know. Uh, so 1983 sports. That's it's what all happens. Like that. it's, yeah. it's a it's. It's that little bit that that's fucking it. matters. That's that's what's separating yep. great players from shit players. Everybody's got right. all the you got right. ability and athletic. Right. Everybody's got that. It's every little circumstance, it's that little every bit little thing. That steroids fucking make you. Yes. Do. <laughs> oh, that's what he should have been doing. Royden. He could have went yeah. forever. Fix oh, the elbow. Fuck. Could have been firing 173 yeah. out little, of a uh, little bit of deer antler. Uh, he's in. Anyway, uh, 1983 goes to the Australian Open. Goes back there. Hasn't been there in a few years. Loses in the third round. Yeah. In the first. Uh, Wimbledon, he loses in the quarterfinal, so yeah. he went pretty far. And U.S. Open, he loses in the third round. So, yeah, uh, he begins also at this time seriously seeing a woman in Colorado uh, while, while he's, he's married. married. Oh, yeah, he's planning on leaving Nancy for this woman. Okay. He meets in Colorado. That's a thing. Uh, January 19th. At least 19th. she's in the country. You know what I she's mean? She's in like, the country, he, yeah. He's been out of the country. He That's true. He could have formed a solid relationship in South Africa. Yeah, yeah, you never know what yeah. he was doing. Uh, 19, January 19th, 1984. He appears on a TV show I've never fucking heard of before. Okay. It's a drama. It is called Auto Man. Uh-huh. Uh, it is starring Desi Arnaz Jr. What? <laughs> Desi Arnaz had a junior? Yeah, who do you think was born on I Love Lucy? Oh, that's that a good point. That was Desi Arnaz yeah, Jr. Yeah. that was born on I Love Lucy. All right. That was, he was on the show. That's, How about that's that? this guy. So you've seen that baby on I yeah. Love Lucy if you watch that? He kept acting. This fuckhead, yeah. 25 <laughs> years later, gig. here he is uh, on Auto Man. Jesus. I uh, had Chuck Wagner and Heather McNair, whoever oh, the fuck boy. that is. Uh, the show description is, quote, a computer-generated superhero yeah. and his human creator fight crime fuck. in the city. Wow, does that sound uh, like a, a 1984 piece of shit? <laughs> Sounds oh. like something they'd put out now because oh God, superheroes yeah. are so big. They're Superheroes. Like, Auto Man will kill. And technology yeah. and all that kind of shit. But back then, that sounded terrible. Uh, <laughs> Roscoe is in an episode called Flashes and Ashes. Hmm. Uh, it is uh, The description here is Walter's friend Frank Cooney is killed by fellow cops who steal from an armory. However, they make it look like he was the thief, so Walter does his own investigation to prove, uh, prove otherwise. You get in that shit, Desi Arnaz yeah. Jr. 
California. You fucking prove otherwise. You figure it out. Wow. So uh, he's in that playing a tennis pro. Okay. Which is, seems like a perfect role. He looks like a tennis pro. He's yeah. a tall, blonde guy. He's a fucking tennis He is racket. a tennis pro. He's only six foot, but still, yeah. he's a, he looks like a tennis pro. Yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, Desi Arnaz Jr., he's probably fucking huge. I can't imagine Desi Arnaz is very big. No, he's not. Yeah. He's not at all. Uh, now, that year, after that, he, he makes his final appearance in a Grand Slam. Uh, this is his Grand Slam swan song. He okay. enters the U.S. Open and loses in the first round. Whoops so daisy. <laughs> that's that, I guess. And uh, that's his last big tournament. Uh, his career totals here, we're done with tennis, uh, is uh, 17 career singles titles, 25 runner-ups, one Grand Slam, one Grand Slam runner-up, 13 doubles titles, Jesus. 17 runner-up. As a professional, he earned more than $2 million just on tennis. Just from tennis. Not even just on from endorsements. The game. And that's in 1984. That's amazing. So that's a shitload of money yeah. in 1984. That'll buy you a house in Santa Barbara for sure. Absolutely. So he retires and yeah. immediately tells Nancy, I want a fucking divorce. <laughs> right away. Divorce. I can't his wife. go get pussy anywhere else, so Abs- I'm going to have to quit this. So I'm going to quit. <laughs> have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. And now back to the show. But but the Colorado woman for he was ready to leave for ends up being pregnant. Uh oh. And according to Tanner, it's not his baby. Oh, okay. So he says, I'm fucking done with all of you. Don't want you either. Free agent is what he does. <laughs> he goes off, he doesn't marry the Colorado yeah. woman, he still divorces uh still divorces Nancy. Yeah. And now he's on his own. Oh boy. Not for long, don't worry. It won't okay. last. Uh and we'll find out later. Even if he's on his own, he'll never spend a night on his own. And we'll we'll find out why okay. a little bit later. Uh so oh, by the way, at this point too, his mother Anne dies. Oh, so no. divorce, relationship falls apart, yeah. career over, mother dead all in the same oh, year. So this Jesus. is a, this is a tough year. And and his mom and he was very close to his mom and uh he was uh i mean as close as you can be to a blue blood or you're not allowed to kiss on the cheek or have any physical contact with you know that sort of thing he was close with the with the guatemalan nanny who held him up his mother said she looks beautiful lovey and put him back down before he gets dirty that's you know that sort of thing uh so don't get your muck on him don't get muck on him please uh after this you know he's got a He's got shit ahead of him. Corporate spokesman. He can coach tennis anywhere he wants. He yeah. can go be some fancy country club tennis pro. Go work for Penn famous. somewhere. That's it, man. Uh, but after leaving the men's tour here, he just has a goddamn... It's just a disaster for him over mm-hmm. uh, overall here. Uh, Dick Stockton, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, Dick Gould, who was the coach we talked about right. earlier. He said too many dicks back then. It's a lot of dicks. There's a lot. <laughs> One guy's name, by the way, who was in the Baylor uh, School Hall of Fame athletically. Yeah. His name was, I can't remember what his first name was, but his middle name, his, it says Happy in the yeah. middle, and his last name was Dicks. He went by Happy Dicks, <laughs> this fucking guy. Happy Dicks. 
I, this isn't in my notes. I just oh, remembered it. Happy fucking dicks. Uh, wow. So Dick Gould said, uh, quote, Roscoe's greatness was that he saw his glass overflowing. He just couldn't understand that other athletes might be his, his equal. It was pure confidence. My feeling is that this also might have been his greatest weakness. Mm-hmm. He refused to see where the glass really was. And as one thing led to another, he'd say, I can get out of this and not accept responsibility. That confidence turned into be his greatest enemy, which he sounds like a comedian at that point. Yeah, no doubt. He's delusional as fuck. Yeah. He went out. He heard Misery. phantom laughs. Yeah. He heard three laughs, and he's like, no, man, they get it. They, no, they didn't get it. No, those three people were trying to be nice to you. Because this horse poop joke, it's going to kill. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. <laughs> I know he listens, and we love him to death, so you know who you are, and we love you, fucker. But we're going to pick on it's you for gonna that It's going to crush, I swear. Crush. Uh, they get it. They're going to relate. So, no, they're not. No. So the divorce case gets nasty and bitter. Yeah. As you might imagine because yeah. he's been a shithead to her yeah. forever uh nancy is awarded their home in montecito a lump sum of half a million dollars oh, shit and monthly payments of ten thousand dollars in child support Ouch. and alimony that is she got she got him that's, good. he divorced at the wrong time she nailed him man <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what happens when you get divorced in california that's what he did that's, he, well, he, just, he made a couple well, mistakes also, too he was just i mean i'm sure she said i have evidence of you cheating on right. me 40 what are you gonna do right. fight me i have you've right. been a complete piece of shit and i'm sitting here right. with our daughter what do you want from me you know what i mean he's like oh good point yeah uh, what would you want from me fucking everything <laughs> yeah over the next year his net worth would dwindle down about a hundred thousand bucks out of this uh 1984 late 19 before the divorce is even dry, uh, well, as it's drying, I should yeah. say, he marries a woman named Charlotte Brady. Yeah. Let's get married again. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the fact, despite the fact that he's not a pro tennis player anymore, his name is a big deal. Uh, he does corporate outings and he gets you know five figure paydays in yeah. the '80s for these sort of things. Uh, he runs clinics. It's that sort of thing. When he runs clinics, you know, he tells stories. Everyone likes him. He challenges people in the audience to return his serve. Yeah. I mean, you guys want to give it a shot? He's that guy. You I, know what I, I mean? I serve 152. Not, not anymore, fuckface. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But he's still... He's but it's still, still not... Yeah, it's still not... And he still wants that James Bond lifestyle right. also. So this is, this is not great because he doesn't gotta, have that income right. anymore. He's got to impress the pants off of some ladies. That's it right there. His ex-wife here, uh, Nancy, said, quote, He had the world in his hands. He chose to make major, major bad decisions. To me, he became... Became a narcissist and a pathological liar. Huh. Uh, 1985, he and Charlotte have a daughter, Tamara. Oh. Uh, he's close with Tamara, uh, or Tamara, however you want to say it. Uh, he goes to her soccer games and tennis matches, helps her, coaches her, play tennis. Yep. He's apparently a really good dad. Uh, he, But at the same time, he's also scamming people out of money left and right, including <laughs> Bjorn Borg. Really? He, he fucking scammed Bjorn Borg out of some money. Uh, yeah, he's just, it's, it's all about right now... How do I get women, alcohol, yeah. cocaine, yeah. and gambling money? Yeah. That's all his fucking life is about. That's it. James Bond, here and, I come. And Borg beat me, so I'm going to fucking steal from him. I'm going to steal from him. And I'm sure he came humble, yeah. and he was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. He said, bargain, 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 and then he gave him the money. So in July 88, uh, he conducts a fast-serve tennis clinic at the Fort Lauderdale Marriott Hotel uh. Tennis Courts for 25 participants. Uh, they paid $8 to participate to participate and uh tanner told him the finer points of the game he made and 200 bucks he made like 200 <laughs> bucks off of it i think it was just i think probably the hotel's paying him just a flat yeah. fee and whatever and he uh, went and put it on the dolphins <laughs> yeah he says it's great though he's loving this yeah. he says I, i'm involved with tennis in a fun way i get to go to great places and help a lot of people yeah. it's like this is great i like to see people having fun with tennis that's what it's all about 
Great guy, no, it's not. loving his retirement, <laughs> yeah. hanging out with his kids. Yeah. Everything's going so well right so now. Uh, 1990 has another daughter, uh, Anne, with his wife Charlotte. He's got to stop. One. So he's, he's pumping out daughters like yeah. crazy. 1990 in June, there's a big fluff piece on him. Uh, he's the new Ooh, he's the new head pro at the exclusive Sherwood, a Sherwood Country Club in Lake Sherwood. Okay. So he's very exclusive here. Uh, it's uh, the, clo- the the this club has like all million dollar homes around it yeah. uh, that are that they're building. So yeah. it's like a totally new thing. Uh, it's got five courts, a tennis stadium, uh-huh. the whole deal. Uh, it's huge. They, they they offer they even offer clay courts there. Wow, clay grass and hard courts. How about this? So it's going to be a tennis place. Uh, Tanner said, quote, the stadium is probably the prettiest I've ever seen. I think it's the best facility for tennis uh, members that's ever been designed. Tennis players are going to be treated like golfers, yeah. which golfers pay a lot. Right uh, until a fucking hurricane wipes it out. Absolutely. But while he's doing this, he's doing tons of cocaine. He's running up credit cards. He's living beyond his yeah. means because he's not making a ton of no. money. He's just doing all this. And as this goes, he uh, the corporate shit becomes scarcer and scarcer because yeah. his name is less and less. And uh, yeah, he plays on a couple of senior circuit tennis things that we're talking about. That he's not he's not going to live on that shit. No. Uh, 1992, he's inducted into the Baylor Schools Hall of Fame. Wow, look at that with Happy Dicks. Yeah, that's where I found him right. on the list of alumni because I had to search to was find it the fucking same Tanner. class. No, no, no different class. Okay. It was like 64 or okay. something. I. I'm searching through prep school Hall of Fame no. athlete to see if our guy is on there. <laughs> Patreon.com the, slash Crabbit Sports. Holy shit. When he was inducted, was it the same time? Did they both no, get inducted? I don't think the same, same time? year. No, okay. they're inducted the same year. And that same year, he's also inducted into the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Oh. the state of Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, so early 1990s here, though, he's living above his means. He's doing all of this. So you need, uh, something's got to break. Yeah. So he finds somebody that he can take money from. Okay. Uh, a, a Southern California billionaire named David Murdoch. Those That's, are good to find yeah, when you need money. I can use a couple of yeah. billionaires. Uh, you don't want to fuck with billionaires, though, yeah, and take know. from them. They, well, they, I mean, I guess not. But, I mean, if you're this guy, you're like, that's just readily available money. He doesn't give a shit. But consequences aren't a thing. Yeah. Jimmy, when you're on cocaine and you're looking for women and you got a, you got a hot hand at the roulette table, you don't think about you shit like that. You generally don't weigh the consequences no, very evenly. No, no, you're right. Definitely not here. Uh, so, yeah, he... You know, for a while he said he loved it at this prestigious place, but he just didn't get paid very much. Right. He needs to get paid more. So he goes, uh, he plays 1993, and Jimmy Connors puts together a senior tennis tour. All right. Ooh. Uh, he says it's it's just an over-the-hill gang. Uh, of course. Uh, each each uh, tour stop, it's $40,000 is first place money. Yeah. So it's not like a real tournament. It's like 200000 250000 back then. Uh, combined with doubles, though, there's potential to make Enough money, unless you're a international cocaine addict and yeah. gambler and yeah. womanizer, enough money to live on at right. least. Uh, he says, in their own words, this is about the thing when it's coming together, the, yeah. the tour. In their own words, quote, it's happening. It's definite. There are no contingencies. The agreements are in, and this is just going to be serious tennis. The concept is to get the guys a lot sharper than you can be uh, playing a handful of tournaments every year. There's even some talk of putting together a training center for everyone. Jimmy is a player. He's organized and taking it, taking it into consideration. Consideration what the players want, and most of us have families we want to be with. Of course, obviously, <laughs> except for him, who's got to fuck other people. He's not in a family, full of shit. He blew it too, but and it's not even really his fault. He was just born at the wrong time because Na- Johnny McEnroe's got it made in the shade with oh, all these shit, fucking yeah. Adam Sandler movies. He's getting shit, put in. Yeah, well, he had a personality. Yeah, that's why. yeah. So this he, one really blew yeah. it by not developing a personality because he didn't have to because he was. Yeah, he fucking McEnroe had money right away. Rowdy Roddy Piper of tennis. Right. You know what I mean? So, so he's good. memorable. 
Um, on this tour is Jimmy Connors, Bjorn Borg, Ely Nastes, Guillermo Villas, who he beat uh, yeah. for the uh, finals of the Australian Open. Uh, a bunch of other guys I've never heard of. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he def- <laughs> April 18th, 93, he beats uh, Nastes, who's a Romanian former number one ranked professional wow. tennis player in the world in the 70s here. He was ranked number one from August of 73 uh, to June 2nd, 1974. That's amazing. That's a sh- fucking long time. That's really good. To be the best in the world. For a year, basically. Basically, Jesus. for 11 months. Yeah. Uh, he beat him in a, in a charity exhibition at the Sherwood Country Club. Uh, his serves, Tanner's serves, were still clocked at more than 100 miles an hour. And uh, so, yeah, he's still That's okay. Uh, yeah, he, uh, but it's a little, little thing here. Now, remember, th- he's only doing this because Jimmy Connors knows what he's doing, and these people want to be with their families, yeah. Jimmy. And yeah, it's yeah. all a family yeah, thing yeah. here. It's yeah. very family. So he's in New York <laughs> uh, around this time. Yeah. Uh, there's a seniors double tournament. And, uh, you know, he has a few beers, and he's, you know, hanging out. And then he returns to his room at the Waldorf. Yeah. You know, he's got a room at the Waldorf, right, right, obviously. Right. Got to get the Astoria in there. Um, yeah, so he's a class. Jimmy, it's all class, right? Yeah. Uh, how much class are we in so it's far? Hard. It's super tennis. And, it's hard and, to get much more. Uh, well, let's let's class it up a little more. <laughs> right. He then calls an escort. Oh, yes. That's classy. That's classy. Uh, 30 <laughs> minutes la- later, a woman named Connie Romano knocks Ugh, on the door. Fucking Connie. Connie. Connie comes in. and So she's, classy. She's from Jersey, and... And the name Connie sounds chewing like she's her from gum. Jersey. She's chewing her gum. So, I mean, so he's escort named Connie Romano. That's a one night in and out. Uh, two months later, she calls Tanner at the Sherwood Country Club and says that she is pregnant. What? He knocked up an escort. What? Not good. He got the hooker pregnant. He got the, yes. You don't want to knock up the sex worker. No, that is not good, I don't think, at that don't. point. Um, you don't I don't leave. think they want to be knocked right. up either. Or maybe they do because he's rich. I don't know these person. I don't know this woman's motivation, but I know his. And it wasn't And it wasn't to gain an heir. No. That wasn't what he was looking for. Here's the other this. thing. Why are you banging a prostitute without a rubber, you idiot? Oh, God. This guy. He's so arrogant. It doesn't even fucking well, what an asshole. Uh, yeah, she told him that it would cost him half a million to keep it quiet or else wow. she's going to blab this shit everywhere. And, you know, he's married and has a name and he corporate gigs and yeah. all that. And she's just whatever. She, uh, so she figured out who he is. She uh, already knew. Oh, yeah. She had him clocked. She, yeah. Uh, his wife said, quote, he has a problem with women. I think he might have a sex addiction. <laughs> no shit. You think, Charlotte? What do you think? Yeah. Real quick, a, a good way I found out to get telemarketers not to call you back. I've been getting so with your cell phone now, the uh, caller ID comes up scam likely when it's like something yeah, that's yeah. not right. So I'll answer those because you can just fucking silent it if you don't want to answer a scam yeah. likely. I like fucking trying to get off those lists and not getting called back. So right yeah. when I answer, I say, uh, in their, the middle of their little, hi, this is sold and sold for whatever the fuck I'm selling, I say, I say I'm, an, I'm a sex addict and I'll be tugging for the remainder of this phone call. And then, <laughs> But I say it really fast yeah, and then yeah. they keep, and they go, so what's your name today? And I go, yeah, keep talking. And I just keep saying <laughs> dirty shit and grunting at them and eventually they'll hang up and never call you well, again. Well, yeah, eventually they're going to hang <laughs> Uh, but they might stay on for a little. You're gonna get a eventually. You're gonna get one of these guys. that's like, yeah, tug that dick. Baby. You're gonna get somebody like that. A couple of them have so gone. What's that? What'd dude. you say? And I just keep saying, yeah, keep talking, keep, keep talking, talking baby. keep giving me more, give me more. That's fucking funny. Oh man. Oh, that's funny. So so much fun. April twenty fourth, ninety four. He plays in the ninety fifth Ojai Valley Tennis Tournament. Yeah. Uh, there's nobody of any note in here. It's just him. He's yeah. supposed to be the winner, but he ends up actually losing 
to a young guy named Sean Brawley. Uh, he's, he beat Tanner in, uh, in three sets here uh, in the semifinal round and went on to win the whole thing. Right. So he got knocked out, which he was not happy with. He just said, he's like, I wasn't in great shape, and he was, and I don't know. These are all good players. <laughs> yeah. I'm old as fuck. If I mention that, I'm a little old for tennis also. Uh, now, in 94, I'm Connie... I'm just here for the pussy. <laughs> just here for the pussy. So, 94, Connie Romano files a paternity suit. <laughs> fuck that. The daughter's name is Omega Ann. Oh, my God. Which sounds like a comic book character. Uh, He agrees, out of court settlement, he agrees to pay her $500,000. So she gets her half a million, but he didn't pay the. Come on. You think he's going to make all the payments on that? (laughs) No. No. Oh, God. Jesus. Little Omega is going to be. He couldn't afford it. She named that baby after a watch that she she wants. (laughs) She did. Or a Transformer. (laughs) So he he couldn't afford it at the time. And they even did DNA tests to prove that he was the father of this this child. Uh, He... He wouldn't believe it. He said, even though the the test, even the is test came back ninety nine point nine six percent sure, he managed to <laughs> he managed to actually make Charlotte believe that maybe it was wrong. <laughs> he made his wife believe that maybe a DNA test was fucking wrong. That's a talker. That's amazing. This guy could sell yeah. the shit you the shit out of your ass. You could p- shit it out, he could pick it up and sell it back to if you. If he was a I telemarketer, he'd talk me through buying something while I'm he'd fucking He'd talk with you him. through tugging and then he would sell you something. That's the thing because he's that fucking good. So what do you think about this time, Sherry? Yeah, yeah. Dude, unbelievable. How does she... Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, he thinks that he's going to be able to swing it because he has he thinks he's getting a one million dollar cut from a from the proposed uh, Roscoe Tanner Tennis Club in San Fernando Valley. So he's going to get a mill for that. and He's going to give Omega her half, half a million. Right. So he thinks he can do that. Uh, project never came to pass, though. Oh, and he never God. had the money. He relocates. He takes a job as the tennis director at Grover uh, Groves Island in Miami. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he purchased 130 acres in Tennessee uh, that they that he and Charlotte were going to make the Tanner Tennis Lodge out okay. of, which I, he's still doing this shit. I mean, Tennessee, when I think tennis, I totally think Tennessee. Well, That's yeah, right. Tenna, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, is, yeah, tennis is right there in that word. <laughs> this, this <laughs> Who place, goes to fucking Tennessee to play tennis? I don't know. This lodge that they bought, it's a 140-room lodge with a Ooh. restaurant, bar, spa, a lake for fishing, and indoor tennis courts. Fuck. Uh, he told newspapers that Bjorn Borg and Jimmy Connors were going to play exhibitions there, but they never even started construction. Yeah. And uh, later on, we'll, we'll find out he has to sell it off and... Uh, you know, it's, it's a mess Miami, here. where uh, all the fucking coke is. Yes, yeah. there you go. And women, uh, all yeah. of it for him. Yeah. In 96, April of 96, uh, he is lying to everybody. Yeah. Uh, he takes a tennis pro job in Florida. Yeah. He's never home. Yeah. Uh, on his, This is uh, Tamara's 11th birthday in 96. Roscoe said that he couldn't fly home to Tennessee due to the work that he had to do on everything. Yeah. Uh, he was doing work down there. She found out later on. Charlotte found his credit card receipts, and he was in the Cayman Islands that day. What? What? Fucking off and gambling and doing coke and banging women and God knows what else here. How fucking amazing is that relationship that he can get out of the country and and she doesn't know until she's got a credit, credit card, card receipt? Receipts. Not Fuck. bad, man. Pre-cell phones here. Uh, now, 1996. She's got a leash, a very loose one on him is yeah, I would my say. point. Uh, 96. Now, some shit starts happening. and I'm going to start filling in the story with, uh, artic- with uh, pieces from something called complaintsboard.com. Okay. Okay. And this is a fugitive recovery agent <laughs> named Mark Regan who yeah. wrote, writes a long post chronicling his constant attempts to capture or serve Roscoe wow. over the course of 10 years. Really? And he's just – he hates Roscoe. He calls him running Roscoe. <laughs> and uh, 
Basically, this is some shit about him. He says out of this, quote, I found Tanner living in an exclusive resort in Florida, but could not serve process or warrants on him there because the resort security would tip him off. So I tracked him to Atlanta, where he was appearing in a celebrity tennis match. With the assistance of the Atlanta police, I served my process on him, and he was arrested for contempt of court and failures pay child support. Wow. Uh, he's arrested on the court, yeah. by the way. Wow. On the court, they a pull scene. him off. Uh, yeah, this is the second uh, on-field arrest we've <laughs> yeah. had here. The judge orders him to pay Romano $1,000 a month. Yeah. Pay him a th- pay her $1,000 a month. He pay did pay nothing. No. Uh, so, uh, 1997, he's in Naples, Florida, in the middle of a seniors doubles match. This, <laughs> this could either be... Uh, Either at his hotel room or during the match. We're yeah. not sure because it's multiple different, uh, quoted differently in multiple okay. places. Uh, he is arrested during that. Uh, he's released when he makes a $40,000 back payment Holy on this. Holy shit. Somebody helped him out He had a here. little bit of cash somewhere. Uh, yeah, no, he, he posted $500 bail, but that that uh, happened there. He ended up going back the next day to the club yeah. And went on the court and received a huge standing ovation because <laughs> he got he got arrested and came back out there of jail he yeah. and here he is. Here's your criminal. Uh, so he's so happy, big ovation. He and Charlotte then declare bankruptcy and everybody cheers. <laughs> they declare bankruptcy. They lose their 130 acre Tennessee property yeah. in the process. It's a fucking mess. Can you imagine to be at a point in your life where you were such a, an athlete, such a hero to so many, and then what breaks you is that you can't afford that one goddamn kid. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> It's him. one kid that well, fucking ruined he everything. He also doesn't pay his other child right, support. We'll get to, but that was the one. She was more aggressive. That the, was the, the first one. one. Uh, 1999. Yeah. Uh, he and Charlotte divorce. Okay. Uh, she's, she's sick of this, of this shit. I would say she's had enough of this roller coaster for 15 years she's now. Had, That's plenty. She's had enough trying to figure out where he is by looking at a fucking credit card. Receipt. Yeah, and and then and then breaking out a globe to see right. where that is. Uh, <laughs> there were they had very few assets to even divide up. They yeah. didn't have shit. Uh, the terms of the divorce were that Tanner was to pay Charlotte $7,000 a month for the two daughters and alimony and everything like that. That's a lot of money. Uh, right away, it is. That's a lot of money, 7000 a month. You're talking about, what is it, $84,000 a yeah, year? That's a, good that's amount. a lot. In 1999 money. That you've got to pay somebody else, and then you got to fucking figure out your own life. Absolutely. Plus, you owe a shitload Plus more to other kids. Yeah, you, right. owe, other, you yeah. owe money everywhere. Then you have investors that are looking right. for their money back for right. certain things. This shit is starting to get to where it's like, it's whoa, heavy. there's a lot of plates spinning, yeah. and they're starting to get wobbly, man. <laughs> There's a lot of money that I can't fucking put, I can't cover. Oof. Yeah, that plate on his left toe is starting to get, he's like, oh shit, I gotta get to that Uh-oh. one. I gotta fix that. Uh, he soon meets another single mother. Why oh, not? Um, Sweet Pete. Margaret Barna oh, uh, Margaret. becomes his third wife very quickly God as they go off it. to Hawaii and have an, a commitment ceremony. Uh, uh, he learned better than to legally marry yeah. someone, I think, at this point. <laughs> we'll uh, bullshit this one. Yeah, uh, ridiculous, man. Uh, he moves in, he takes a job uh, near uh, St. Petersburg, he moves in with Margaret and their two girls. Uh, she also, Margaret, likes to live behind her means also. Fuck. They are the perfect fucking couple, yeah. these two. They go around spending money they don't have, uh, like in summer 2000. They decided they needed a boat. They need a boat. They're it's in Florida. Easy. They decide, so what do you buy? Like a little, maybe a little fishing boat or something like that? We just want to go out on the water with the kids don't have a nice day. Don't buy a fucking no, boat. No, you don't buy that. No. You buy a 32-foot Wellcraft oh my God. Uh, yacht, basically, big boat yeah. called Nora's Cruisin', that's the name of it, for $39,000. Just make a friend that has a Jesus. fucking great boat and yeah, go like, hang out with them. Like Bill Burr says, yeah. like comedians and yeah. cars yeah. and coffee. You, you that's have perfect. a friend with a boat. You don't have a boat. This guy buys it from a broker named Gene Gammon for yeah. $39,000. 
$1,000. He puts down a $3,500 deposit, yeah. and he tells Gammon— Swears he can have the rest Swear. <laughs> tells him he would write a check for the balance as soon as he received $150,000 consulting fee for his participation in a tennis development, or right. tennis center development. That didn't happen. Uh, to Roscoe Tanner Tennis Villages in Knoxville, Atlanta, right. and Palm Springs. We're right. a fucking chain of them They're now. everywhere. Let's do it. They're like McDonald's. You know that. You, you pass by them all the time all in your time. cars out there, everybody. Uh, Tanner calls Gammon back a few days later and says, hey, Wadden, can I pick this boat up? I really yeah. want to get this boat. Gammon was out of town traveling, and he said, tell you what, write a cashier's check for 35500 deposit it in my account at First Union, and it's fucking yours. Yeah. Uh, this yacht, was they would plan to take him and Margaret uh, to all over the place. They're going to go down the sure. Gulf of Mexico. They were going to, you know, have rich people yacht go fuckhead time. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. do the shit on a boat that you do on a fucking boat. Do what Thurston Howell III and his <laughs> wife did. Go on a boat and hopefully end up in a goddamn desert island where you can't rob right. anybody anymore. Uh, so, as Immediately upon taking possession of the boat, he uses it as collateral for a $10,000 loan. Oh, no. Okay? Which would be fine if he owned the boat. Yeah, you, don't, but, you owe thirty five grand on the boat well, still. Well, he supposedly paid, it, paid the money, so yeah. he, at that point he should be owner of it. But the problem is... Gammon says, quote, as it turned out, it was a bad personal check, not a cashier's check. The bank told me the check cleared, so I figured we were good to go, but the check didn't clear. They were just looking in, uh, in my escrow account to see if it was covered. Okay. I paid the previous owner and transferred the title. 35 years in the boat business, and I never got a bad check. He was he knew he was passing a bad check. He gave me more lies about some deal that wasn't coming through. This went on for several weeks before I confronted him. In 35 years, he's never met a scumbag on never a boat. Never met a he Just dealing with rich people. Wow. They're worried about the reputation yeah, love. Good oh, please, for him. Please. Uh, so, yeah, he uh, did all of that. It's, uh, the boats repossessed, all of that. Gammon also says, quote, he's a professional. You talk to him and believe him. You want to believe him. He's been doing this a long time. I went to the state authorities, but they dragged their feet. Yeah. So, yeah, he's trying to do that. Uh, he is playing on October uh, 1st, 2000. He's playing tennis. Uh, he's been hired as a pro here. And now he's trying He's trying to act like everything's fine. They have Every time he gets a new job, it's a fluff piece on yeah. him. It's like this PR thing of, yeah. of his thing. And uh, he says, I just want people to no, I'm, I'm, that I'm not just a serious player. I enjoy the game for what it is, a way to meet people and have a good time yeah. and fucking rob them blind, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Wow. Uh, now, in May of 2001, he's working at tennis as a tennis pro in different resorts in Florida and in the Caribbean and all over. Uh, he's arrested during a court during on court during a seniors double tournament. The second time Again, on a court. Uh, yeah, another fun failure to pay child support. Uh, he spent several days in jail for quote willful criminal contempt of court uh -huh. and was released after he paid eight thousand dollars. Jesus, he's so got somebody ponying this yeah. up. This at the same time, his ex-wife Charlotte auctioned off his Australian Open trophy <laughs> on eBay for ten thousand bucks. He was pissed about that shit. Ah, she sold his shit. He was pissed about that shit. Uh, now, two months later, in July, another warrant is issued for willful, willful criminal contempt of court, and now we have another word from Mark Regan, fugitive recovery agent. Dun dun. Uh, Orange County. He said, "Quote: Orange County authorities called me. Apparently, they knew I had found him once before." And that, and they heard he might be headed my way again. I located him in uh, Tanner in Ch Chattanooga, Tennessee, 
working as a tennis clinic instructor and noted to the authorities, uh, but he was tipped off again and fled. I tracked him through several states where friends hid him out in their condos and resorts, and when I got too close for comfort, he hid out in Europe, England, and Germany until Interpol again came around looking for him. Dog the bounty hunter ain't shit. Ain't this guy's shit. amazing. This guy has gone all over the place, and in 2001, 2002, that's exactly where Tanner goes, to Europe. Really? To hang out and be a rich fuckwit playing yeah. tennis with other twats. Uh, he uh, stops in England, France, Switzerland. Just Jesus, a tour. Just, wow. Just a tour. Eventually settles in Germany with Margaret and her two daughters. Okay. Uh, Gammon, on the other hand, the boat guy, is still looking for him for three <laughs> years now. Uh, he tracked him across uh, on the internet yeah. and tracked him and saw he was playing uh, tennis events. Here's the over thing there. about fame. <laughs> yeah. Here's the bitch about it. Can't uh, hide. When you when you fucking ruin people's lives, you can't run anywhere. No. I, when it, when your when your events re- rely on publication and promotion of you being yeah. there. It helps. You're pretty well fucked. Uh, he says, Gammon says, I wasn't going to give up. He was living the high life over there. They thought he was a hero. <laughs> uh, he's also yeah. wanted on a New Jersey warrant Uh-oh. that uh, claims he is in, uh, uh, in arrears uh, unspecified for $70,950, which is uh, Connie That's Romano. For yeah. That's for Connie yeah. Romano. That's for Omega. October of 2002, there's articles in the United Kingdom about uh, Tanner being wanted in the U.S. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. A former ta- doubles partner of him, John Newcomb, said, quote, it sounds very sad. He never mentioned any problems, and the personal stuff isn't my business anyway, but as a player, his record speaks for himself. He wasn't right He wasn't right at the very top of the mountain, but his first serve was incredibly powerful, and he was a very amiable chap about the locker room. <laughs> That's a British guy. A very amiable, amiable chap, chap about the locker room. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, uh, yeah. It was fun to have in the locker room. Is fun what to said. have. Uh, he was very funny with the towel snapping. Hey, you know that. Uh, the Treasure Island, the woman who hiled, hired him for the hiled him. They hiled him. He's that white. He's so white, people hile him. Uh, treasure, he, The Treasure Island place here. Uh, she said, quote, he tends to wear out his welcome pretty quick because yeah. he <laughs> scams you. Uh, he couldn't be reached for the story on this, but he did tell the Los Angeles Times, quote, I'm sorting it out. I haven't skipped off with anybody's money. I just went to Europe owing a shitload of it. That's all. And now back to the show. So it's announced that he's supposed to play in a bunch of uh, men's 50 and over tournaments in Germany in August, but he never gets there because on June 18, 2003, he is arrested in Germany, in uh, Karlsruhe, Germany. Interpol got him? I think think so here, yeah. He's held for six weeks while awaiting extradition to Florida. Uh, This is on a warrant for the bad check for the boat. Uh, he's there, uh, and also too, they're getting him for the New Jersey non-payment of child support. Yeah. They got him all locked up. Here. Omega's not going away. No, no, no. When he comes back, he'll end up spending five months in jail in New Jersey for oh, that. Shit. That's not great. Uh, he says July of when he gets arrested and he's in German prison. He says this is when he saw the light. Yeah. He, in his own words, seventeenth day in German jail, he was watching television, and uh, let's he, he saw a show called uh, a CNBC broadcast of Reverend Robert Schuler's Hour of Power. And let's see, and in their own words on uh-huh. how it affected him, All in right. their own words, quote. The Hour of Power did Oh, it. yeah. In their own words, quote, 
I knew I was tired of going through life Roscoe's way. When I looked at the sum of my life, it added up to a big fat zero. I was crawling through life at rock bottom. I felt an urge to kneel. I immediately felt God's sweet presence. I know what you might be thinking. This has been a nice story, Roscoe, but your jailhouse conversion sounds a little too convenient to me when you're behind bars, when all of your freedoms have been stripped away, and when you're suffering uh, deprivation, your eyes are open. I did things Roscoe's way for more than 50 years. Now I'm going to do things God's way. Oh, Christ. He has found God. He has now bought a property in his hometown right. and found God and has multiple. He's a fucking, he's a, he's a crime and sports athlete, this guy. He found Let's Jesus in a German prison. Holy that's where Jesus shit. hangs out. That's where he hangs that's, out. <laughs> that's where he's been all this time. So that's it. So early 2000 floor, he's in a uh, Pinellas County jail in Tampa living yeah. God's way there. Uh, he spends three months there. Uh, he's being held as a fugitive, which means that even if he made bail on the local charges, he can't be released right. until the New Jersey issues dealt with. Right. So he's just stuck there. He can't afford a lawyer Ouch. or bail. Uh, his father doesn't intervene. Uh, he can if he wants to. It would have cost his father $5,500 to get him out of jail, and he didn't fucking do it. His old coach, Dick Gould, uh, called his father. Yeah. Yeah. He said, this is what Gould says, quote, when I heard that he was in jail, I called Leonard and said, what can we do about this? He said, Dick, there comes a time when you have to learn to help yourself and take responsibility. <laughs> he said, fuck that kid. Sink Cut him or off. swim, fucker. Cut off at this point. Uh, so he ends up being defended by the public defender, Ouch. which is not great. Uh, so let's do an in their own words about that quick in their own words. Quote. I acted as my own lawyer, and I was able to convince a judge, pleading guilty to all the charges, confessing how bad I've been, and that that was that I was a brand new guy, a changed guy, a better guy. He gave me 10 years probation to make restitution to my creditors. So he fucking bullshitted a judge wow. and the probation out of that. That's how good he is. That's how good he, he is. He sold bullshit to a judge. To a judge. Who wow. Buy, who, his whole job is to not buy bullshit. Right. His whole job is to see right the fuck through oh, it. He owes, he owes $102,000 in bills, fines, and interests. If he doesn't pay it off by 2013, uh, he's he can face 15 years in jail. Ouch. Uh, yeah. The uh, Florida person said, a uh, spokeswoman for the court down there said, quote, after we have dealt with him here, he will have to go to New Jersey to deal with the Folks there, uh, not great here. Yeah, he enters a not, a not guilty plea, but like I said, he does five months in Somerset, yeah. New Jersey. What a fucking mess. Then he gets in trouble again in Florida. There's a Florida State Attorney's, uh, Attorney's Office spokesman said, quote, he forged a document to suggest restitution had been made. That seems to be the act of a desperate person or a person with no respect for authority. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, yeah, I paid that. Yeah, I got that. Here's the paperwork for it. April 19, 2004, he pleads guilty for the Connie Romano place. That's what Connie Romano yeah. case. That's when he goes there that uh, to New Jersey. Won't go away. No, uh, that's what you pay him for is to go away, and she yeah, ain't going. She ain't going. He gets <laughs> out of jail in Florida. Finally, uh, we have an in their own words on the whole scenario yeah. here. In their own words, quote. I didn't consider myself a fugitive, but I guess the U.S. government did. <laughs> they had me thrown in German jail sick for six weeks until I was extradited to Florida while I was in jail for a few months until April. So Sweet I God. had no idea. Those articles in the paper about me no being wanted, no clue. Everybody else knew but me. Unreal, man. Uh, 2004, he goes out to Orange County, California and gets a job coaching tennis. A guy named Spe Cecil Spearman hires him. Uh, Spearman says, quote, he had no car at the time, so he walked the three miles to the interview along the Crown Valley Parkway where no one walks. Oh he, told, he told me he'd found God and then he wanted to be close to his daughters <laughs> who lived nearby. Wow. Uh, Tanner said it's pretty close to impossible to find work after getting out of prison, so he yeah. found this guy to scam. Uh, Spearman hires Tanner. 
the people all love him because yeah. he's full of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's full of shit and he great, knows how to schmooze. Great conversation. That's right, man. He was paid a salary, monthly salary of $500, <laughs> but he's also allowed to keep 70% of the earnings from hourly lessons, which are $75 yeah. a pop. So if you bump enough in there in the day, yeah. that's not too shabby here. Uh, Spearman said, quote, I'd be stupid not to hire this guy. The members applauded our efforts to help a fallen angel, and everyone agreed he'd be an asset to the clubs. A fallen angel. Angel. Plus, he said one reason he wanted to come back to California was that his he was estranged from his three daughters and wanted to get close to those relationships again. I mean, that's an accurate description of the guy. You know who else was a fallen angel? Fucking Satan. Yeah, you know he's I mean? perfect. Yeah. <laughs> he's the fucking devil. But there's a problem. He needs to commute between the three clubs. There's yeah. the Ni- Laguna Nigel, Racket Club of Irvine, and Monarch Beach. He's yeah. going to need a vehicle. You he can't walk down that. the parkway. So what they do, Spearman finds no. a white Ford Explorer for $28,000. I thought to say a white Ford Tempest. No, no, no. He I found you a Tempest. <laughs> Shit. He finds him a, a, an Explorer here. Pontiac Tempest, sorry. Yeah, yeah. For $28,000. And he co-signs on the loan for him. He's co-signing. That's a, Shit that's a terrible guy. idea. So, uh, uh, First few months, he's a model employee, makes yeah. the payments on the car. He plays with the senior citizen members when they need a fourth. Yeah. He's just Johnny on the spot. However, as the year goes on a little bit more, uh, he's now living in an exclusive beachfront community huh. of uh, Balboa here yeah. with Margaret. He's in Balboa? He's in Balboa. Holy I mean, shit. They're excessively, they're very, they're, they're living beyond their means. What and that's the what they fuck? do. Spearman said, quote, he started chiseling. He had sticky fingers. So that's, he used two like old timey yeah. words for thieving. He's chiseling, see? He had sticky fingers, see? Yeah. So uh, he was chiseling. He stopped paying the bills he yeah. stopped paying his car loan he stopped pa- giving the club their 30 percent of the of the teaching money even. uh even worse spearman was most pissed off about is tanner stopped showing up for his weekly one hour lesson with spearman's grandson Cameron. oh what that an pissed asshole him off. that pissed him off uh so yeah so then he, he is the toy <laughs> yeah so anyway uh, then another warrant is issued for his arrest because he missed a court date in a case concerning charlotte his second wife and his Unbelievable, man. Uh, a complete mess. And he says that he's pulling it together, though. He says he's a, he's trying to regain his self-respect and everything's wonderful. Things could not be better. He's working on it. Uh, he's going to be involved in an inner city tennis education project uh, in Washington, D.C. He's just a good guy. Uh, so August 27, 2004, he's arrested in California <laughs> on non-payment of child support charges, accused of failing to pay $80,000 in a year-old New Jersey warrant because he never paid from the time they told him to pay then. Unreal. Uh, he's sentenced to a year of probation for that yeah. somehow. And and. Wow, and then pay the eighty thousand dollars. He's not going to fucking pay. I feel so bad for Omega. That poor girl. I, this poor girl. She's yeah. the she's the daughter of a pros. She's the product of a fucking mom business decision. Yeah, and no, yeah, that's and the truth. She's growing up and she's got no fucking money. And you know her mother's like that son of a bitch. There, yeah. and he's like, I don't know. She's screaming about every time she sees yeah. him on TV. So June two thousand four, he leaves California for another yeah. job in Tennessee. But he tells Spearman, "I'll be back by the end of the summer." Takes the Explorer yeah. with him. Uh, Spearman, who made six of the nine payments on his behalf since mm-hmm. he got it, uh, he was pissed when he found out that his name was on the title, yeah. too. So he said, Spearman said, I told him to take my name off the title or I'd put out another warrant for his arrest. He said, we were scared the police were going to come to our club and arrest him at that point. So we were happy he was gone. Like yeah. They were like, what the fuck do we do? Also that year, his daughter Tamara gets a scholarship to play tennis at Loyola Marymount. That's great. So that's nice. Good for her. She ends up having an injury, having a tough time, but she's actually graduates and does well with her life. Good. 
Good. Good for her. Uh, September 2004 at the Davis Cup tournament, Andy Roddick serves at 155 miles an All hour, right. setting the new record. Uh, the SUV, the uh, the Explorer, Explorer, was repossessed. Uh, Spearman ended up being out 10000 bucks on the whole thing. <laughs> when they found the vehicle, when they recovered it, there was 25 empty poker chip trays found inside. 20 fucking five. Trays? Trays. Wow. Of poker chips. I can't imagine the cocaine residue on the oh ceiling. Oh, my God. Uh, he, he said, quote, he and Margaret loved Vegas. Roscoe had a real gambling habit. Well, no shit. No kidding. Jesus. So much money gone. November 2004, huge fluff piece in Sports Illustrated. Sports huge. Illustrated is writing about him? Huge. Called Outside Looking In. It's all about how now he's on good terms with his uh, daughter, Lauren, who's at Vanderbilt. Uh, just he's a changed man. No, he's not. The, the uh, Margaret says he's the best father to her two daughters in the world that he could be, takes them places. Her daughter, Lauren, said, quote, my dad never had to grow up until age 50. If I didn't see a major change, he wouldn't be back in my life right now. Everything is fine. Holy <sighs> shit. Yes, it is. He's doing outside great. Outside looking in, like outside prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where he yeah. should be is inside. He's still unbelievable, man. So there's another guy named Steve Anacone who hired Tanner here to work in the uh, Smoky Mountain Tennis Academy. Yeah. Uh, he felt he deserved another chance. God damn he it. He thought he had worked it all out and his problem. Maybe it's fluff pieces in Sports Illustrated <sighs> tend to sway people's opinions. Uh, he said, quote, he was very reliable, personable, and had no ego whatsoever. Some of the guys of his stature would think it was beneath them to teach 10-year-olds to play, but I think he was actually really happy playing tennis. He was probably stealing their lunch <laughs> yeah. money and their Capri Sun out right. of their fucking back, their uh, lunchbox here. Uh, 2005, his autobiography comes out. <laughs> What's it called? Double Fault. Of course. Of course <laughs> a pun. My Rise and Fall and My Road Back. Uh-huh. Your road is You're, not back. No. You have warrants for your <laughs> yeah. arrest right now. Holy <laughs> shit. There's a fucking checkpoint on that road, and you're about to go to prison. Unbelievable. He says it is important for him to write. He says he's ripped off friends, innocent acquaintances, creditors on two continents. He's cheated on two wives, failed miserably as a father to six daughters. Good fuck. What a fucking mess. He said, quote, some people end up doing the right thing with a nudge and others have to be hit in the head. It appears I had to be hit in the head. I feel like he still does. Uh, now, How much does he hate condoms? Oh, he oh must hate fuck, them. does he hate them? He's got to hate them. Is he allergic to latex? Maybe. Like, what's going Maybe that's on? That's what it is. He is a fucking idiot. Stop so, slinging the dick. No, you, it's too late now. Just fuck. Oh, what do you do at that point? Christ. Well, Six fucking kids. Here's what you do. You go to John Devlin, who owns an Orange County mortgage company, and then <laughs> this guy will lend you $30,000 for some reason. Devlin says, quote, I got the impression that he wanted to make a change in his, li- in his lifestyle, make restitution to all the people he let down in the past. It looked like he had an epiphany. He's so full of shit, this guy. It's amazing. Now, Charlotte, his ex-wife, isn't so snowed by it. He loaned him 30 it. grand to 30 pay grand. restitution, so he's yeah. taking out loans to pay people back yeah. that he's, he's going to owe that money to. Yeah, Plus, there's the, the 30 grand doesn't cover everything. Anyway. Well, he just lied to that guy yeah. to get 30 grand. Now, Charlotte, his ex-wife, isn't buying his bullshit. He's, she says, quote, he has abandoned his daughters. Anybody who's a changed person contacts their kids. The only time he ever sees them is in court. Jesus. Wow, that's that's a rough... Uh, that's a shit. That's a rebuking that's right a shit there. That's not great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the co-author of his book, Mike Yorkie, said, quote, In the beginning, it was two or three degrees, not that much in the scheme of things. Gradually, a few more degrees here, a few more degrees there. It got worse. Yeah. So imagine hearing that story. Jesus. Uh, there's a warrant out for his arrest in Orange County for missing child support fame payments and failing to <laughs> make another payment to Charlotte. Uh, the warrant was canceled after he paid $6,000 and offered... 50% of the proceeds from his book 
to her. <laughs> he's like, I'll fucking here. Just take a cut of what I get later. He's, everything I don't care. he's everything he's paying is shit that he doesn't have yet. No, like, it's, it's all crazy. ahead of himself. October 2005, he's arrested in Tennessee, ah. extradited to Florida, and charged with violating his 10-year probation from November 2003, the grand theft conviction involving the boat. Well, right. Fucking mess. To January 18th, 2006, at sentencing, Stan Smith comes and testifies for him as a character witness. What? He gets on the stand. He also wrote the foreword to his book. Jesus. So this guy is a fucking friend. What a nice guy. Uh, a judge here is not so sympathetic. He says, you, sir, <laughs> may fuck off two years in prison. Wow. Uh, take your fucking white bread ass out of here. Uh, yes, a term, it's, he's going to be in Lake Butler, Florida. Uh, so 2006, he's there, Northern Florida prison. Uh, he writes a letter to, to his to Charlotte and the two daughters saying that the future of all this is, quote, in God's hands. Uh, it's fucking amazing. Tamara said she wrote back and said, once again, when it's time to take care of your responsibilities, you put it off on something else. When are you going to step up to the plate? He's put, yeah. it, he's put it on everybody, including God. Like he's, yeah. uh, he's left the responsibility up to everybody, including, including somebody God. that doesn't it's exist. Not my, just anybody <laughs> my fault. It's just, yeah. Uh, his other daughter said, quote, he's a charmer who will say whatever he needs to get what he wants. I don't care to hear anything he has to say. All of a sudden, one day, he's gone and he never came back. The things that he's caused our family to go through, it puts doubts in my mind how real it was. How could he really love me and not come home? He pretty much erased us from his life. I didn't think that was humanly possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His Charlotte said, quote, on the court, Roscoe's real skill was focusing on just the ball, not the opponent. Well, that's what he done. he's done with us. He tuned us out, and now we're the opponent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's finally released. Uh, he's going to be released in February of 2007. Uh, but in the state of California, they are also aware that he owes Charlotte uh, $500,000 in back alimony and could insist on extradition even Ouch. from that. Uh, wow. April 2006, people are trying to get interviews with him, sure. and he sends somebody a letter. This is amazing. He sends somebody a letter, and he's like, he just he just does a like, I don't know, sorry. He just does like, I'm just doing a little, he actually says like, I'm trying to have some peace and healing. Sorry. Sincerely me. That's what he said. It's just all good. <laughs> Not right now. And he, he sent it on a, on, a, on a spiral notebook paper. Oh, Jesus. And he says, P.S., sorry about the stationery. <laughs> like, that's that's stationary. how That's how rich he is. Sorry about the stationery. <laughs> sorry it wasn't my letterhead for my desk, love. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry this is mead. So what do you think he needs to do right now? Uh, die. <laughs> mm, what do you think's a more uh, pro, uh, you know gay, attainable action? Beg dad for help. Uh, how about have another kid? J no, let's do that. Fucking way. 2006. Him and Margaret have a daughter named Lacey. Let's oh have another God, one. Fucking seven. a. Yeah. Woohoo. Uh, he's got a big support system of a big group, a group of Christians. Yeah. It's a, a so-called accountability group. They help yeah. him manage his affair, his uh, affairs. Uh, this one guy is the uh, leader of this whole thing here, uh, Turner Howard. He's a Presbyterian pastor. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's an executive he's Presbyterian. If you listen to Small Town Radio, you'll know what that is. He said, quote, he is decidedly Christian, and he's focused on changing his life and becoming a new and better person. His mindset is such that he's trying to make it positive, make it as a positive experience as possible. It's my duty to attempt to put him in a situation where he can function. Whew. Okay, then. That executive presbyter has found a way wow. to sell that man's bullshit, too. Yeah, the he unbelievable. He sold his bullshit to him so well that the presbyter is even selling it. That's, That's it. fucking crazy. Gene Gammon's not buying it, the no. boat guy. He says, quote, they were claiming he'd found God. Yeah, right. They offered, <laughs> they offered me 25000 if I drop everything. I said, go ahead and send me the money. I got the money, and he was arrested for non-payment to Romano a few days after the check clears. It's like, I dropped it, but he still got arrested anyway. He owed uh, somebody else cash. 
Unreal, man. Uh, and people are just pissed off. There's a DA saying he's insulted a lot of people. The DA is not happy with him. He's flaunting shit. He goes yeah. out here. He goes out there. His ex-wife's uh, lawyer, her attorney, says that uh, they, he'd consider negotiating a settlement if Tanner could put down a down payment in the vicinity of two hundred and fifty grand for <sighs> an escrow shit. account. Good luck here. Uh, then uh, he would be willing to discuss a monthly payment of around thirty-five hundred, which is half the current sum, as long as he can prove that he actually can pay for it. Uh, yeah. That's the problem with child support and this stuff. Like, the amount that's set, what what happens when that lifestyle goes away? you got to go back to court and try to lower that amount, and then they want fucking paperwork, and, and all the time that you're pressing to get it lowered, it's still at that high. Yeah, it's still not going away. It's, right, and it just keeps adding up and adding, and it fucks you in the long run, so I can see why these guys end up being so fucked over for so long. Yeah. But... Figure that shit out before you yeah. have kids, man, you no dummy. Shit. Uh, the, the close to him, people close to him here, Charlotte and the daughters, they don't think he's sincere, obviously. Uh, Charlotte said, quote, he has to get past blaming God for uh, or blaming me for his problems. He needs to make peace with Tamara and Anne. That's his number one responsibility. Uh, yeah, his daughter Tamara says for years she tried to understand why he is the way he is. And she, now she said, honestly, I've stopped trying to figure it out. Yeah. I have no idea. There's Fuck nothing it. to understand. He's no. a fucking mess. He's sitting there. He's a fucking mess. He's just... Being all shitties in like a casino. <laughs> Picture him. Just scummy cocaine escorts. Escorts coming out. Coke debt residue everywhere. He's got gambling debts coming Gross. out everywhere. He, you know, he orders an escort. He hears a knock at the door. He opens it. And it's not an escort. It's Estevez Jones, <laughs> MMA fighter and 70s exploitation film villain. And he says... Motherfucker, how is it you arrived to be here? Man, what the fuck you doing? You cracker-ass honky. What the fuck is wrong with you, huh? You come... Man, your daddy got money. You understand that? Your daddy got money. You be having baby mama everywhere. What's wrong with you? You, uh, Let me tell you something else. You knock up one of my hoes, they're going to be problem. It ain't going to be no court, none of shit like that. You're going to answer me in my motherfucking neighborhood. You hear that? All right, poof, and in a, in a puff of mink, he's gone. <laughs> Just like that. Hilarious. Estevez Jones. Fucking ridiculous. I love Estevez Jones. He's one of my favorites now. Uh, so he's extradited back to California we now may, at this We may point. have a new character, by the way, with our fucking I, bounty hunter. I was just waiting to see this here. He's extradited, uh, 40-day sentence, 45-day yeah. sentence. He owes hundreds of thousands of dollars of for the child support. So now we go to Mark Regan, fugitive hunter, baby. <laughs> yes. He's back. He's fucking awesome. He's the best. He oh, said, Jesus. quote, now he's back on the street and he's telling his friends he, He's telling his friends he's going to be going to England to donate his time teaching tennis clinics instead of working. His friends, his friends pay him under the table. Table and cash and help him hide out from the law. Of course. Take a bite out of yeah. crime. Doesn't he sound like McGruff? <laughs> he has a real McGruff uh, rhythm. At this point, Stan Smith helps him get another job. He helps him get God, freelance Jesus. work. Uh, fuck, they ask him, why do you stand by him? And he said, I don't know much about addiction, but he's struggling and trying to be straightforward and honest and not mislead people. Stan's like an alcoholic great. who goes through sobriety and then falls back. You look like you're doing better and then you take a step back. It's a demon he has to deal with. Yes, lying and robbing people yeah. blind. The difference is that alcohol addiction is is a chemical addiction. There's a there's something yeah. that satisfies it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just a fucking asshole he's decision. Just a he's just prick. a piece of shit. Uh, he, for his book, he only received an advance of $4,250. <laughs> And he hoped book sales would ease the financial burden, but according to his publisher, uh, fewer than 3,500 copies have been sold <laughs> a few years later. 
all his religion shit is is uh, these people are have his back. All the religious people. May of two thousand eight, Tanner is arrested again. Yeah, for bouncing a check for two sport utility vehicles. Uh, yes, he writes a bad check for $72,263.43 to a Knoxville Toyota dealership for two Toyota Highlanders and then refused to return them when the check bounced. Wow. Uh, he appears in court for this. He didn't enter a plea. It's a felony charge, yeah. too. It ends up being dismissed in August of 2008 when the dealership uh, gets the vehicles back, uh, which were taken out of town, yeah. and uh, pay, uh, Tanner pays them a $5,000 restitution for mm-hmm. the reduced value of the vehicles of on yeah. recovery. Uh, so we have an in their own words here in their own words quote i'm not proud of what i did i have a ton of regrets i made a lot of money but i also made some bad business deals and unfortunate marriage marriages and liaisons i went broke but i was still trying to put up a front as a successful guy and went deeper into a hole i was living desperately i would say so uh may 28 2007 his dad dies leonard senior dies at age 91 so he's not going to help him at this point doesn't say nothing i hope hope nothing he keeps getting arrested for one owing money so i I doubt it here here's the thing too like it's it's um it's really hard once you lose all of that to just admit defeat yeah oh yeah that's his biggest problem is that he can't be humble he's like no no it's still good i'm fine i got this like he said before i can handle it i can handle it humbled at all no uh april 2010 tanner and his family here his wife and his daughters are uh evicted from a rental property in vero beach uh so they're tossed out uh but it's okay because july 24th he'll be at the at the vineyard youth center uh (laughs) teach a show and kids to serve here it's a it's a clinic cocktail start at 5 30 p.m p.m when mr tanner will give a question and answer session Uh, how about what the fuck was wrong with you how's that (laughs) holy shit uh ridiculous here uh cost for the whole thing is 35 dollars for this space is uh space is limited so early registration is recommended Uh, at this point, a judge in Dade County, Georgia, issued an order of contempt of court in connection with Tanner's unpaid child support that he got arrested for a while ago, yeah. totaling more than uh, $750,000. My God. Holy shit. The order's still active, and if Tanner goes to Georgia, he'll be arrested and yeah. prosecuted. So he st- no just stays away from Florida. There's a Bleacher Report article here around this time yeah. that basically breaks down that he's a complete sociopath. Yeah. Uh, he says It says he's a sexual act, a pathological liar, and cannot honor his commitments to anyone or anything. Yeah. They call him the perfect sociopath. Because yeah. here are the ten general symptoms. Not learning from experience. Right. No sense of responsibility. Right. Inability to form meaningful relationships. Yeah. Inability to control impulses. Yeah. Lack of moral sense. Chronically antisocial behavior. No change in behavior after punishment. Emotional immaturity. Lack of guilt and self-centeredness. My that is God. 80 fucking Six previous guys that yeah. we covered. That's exactly Jesus. what that is. They all fall into at least eight out of ten That's of those. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. Uh, but December 2011, he swears he's turning his life around. Yeah. He says he knows he let everybody down. He says he didn't represent the sport the way he should have. And he's not proud of himself for that at all. Yeah. Not proud, but it's all good now. Yeah, I'm good now. <laughs> I'm good now. January 2012, he's arrested on oh charges of writing God. a worthless $1,200 check for boat repairs. Holy Why does he have a fucking boat? He has boat? another boat. Another fucking boat. Unbelievable. He doesn't even have a house, but he has a <sighs> boat now. February 2012, uh, there's an article on him in the New York Times. A former star is attempting to pick up the many pieces of a broken life. 
Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not really a fluff piece. It's yeah. just kind of like a just like a sad, sad piece. It, it really is. <laughs> uh, his daughter Anne uh, says, "Quote: He's stuck in a mindset where he's still in the 1970s and he's winning tournaments. He wants to fight about his trophies when he should be trying to work things out with his family because yeah. he was mad that Charlotte Schultz sold his trophy. Yeah. Which you know what? Jesus Christ, that's a goddamn trophy. How funny is it that he was he was important for his serve and now <laughs> he's important for getting served now. constantly, <laughs> constantly." You've oh been my served. God. Dick Stockton says of him, quote, if he's paid his debts, then he deserves another chance. But how many states are still looking for him? Yeah. I don't know if he's paid his debts or not. <laughs> he's like, if it's all good. But I mean, who the fuck knows? Who knows? There's so um, much money. Yeah. Another guy, this other guy doesn't even like him. And he said he was a great guy who might have been a con artist. Everybody yeah. loved him, but he was always shaky with money and women. <laughs> but if he called me today and asked if I wanted to have a drink, I'd still love to see him. Jesus. Hold on to your wallet, asshole. Yeah, Jesus no doubt. You, the drink's on you, brother. Yeah. Stan <laughs> You're Smith, paying. Stan Smith is saying he wants to change, but he just can't. He just can't do yeah. it. He's trying, but he can't. At the time here, he's teaching tennis and living in Vero Beach with his, with Margaret and their daughter Lacey. Uh, so he's fucked over everybody, yeah. wives, daughters, employers. Who hasn't he fucked over? Judges, Poor Mark Lacey. Regan, fugitive recovery yeah. agent, Estevez Jones is not happy with him. I feel bad for all these people, Jimmy. I do, but not nearly as bad as Get I feel. Get the fuck out of here. For Roscoe Tanner, who's a 92-year-old man in Lancaster, California. Of course he is. Uh, James Roscoe Tanner, yeah. who comes up a lot when you Google, and he is he's from the Tanner Law Group. Wow. So Tanner Law, yeah. and it's in Tampa, so it's Florida, too. Fuck? So he gets mistaken a lot. And finally... Finally, Roscoe Tanner, director at Learn to Serve in Orlando area. <gasps> oh, is it him? It's our guy. <laughs> He's uh, in Atlanta. He is in Atlanta. Or he is in Florida, Orlando. Oh, okay. uh, Learn to Serve Foundation. Uh, yeah, it's that's, He's teaching people. He's how teaching. To serve. He's on LinkedIn and everything. This wow. fucking asshole. Uh, that's currently. Yeah. Uh, March thirteenth, two thousand three. Tanner is arrested. Yeah. In Indian River County, Florida, on Jesus. warrants, including a warrant for a 2013? worthless check. Two thousand thirteen. March uh, failure to appear and a felony third-degree grand theft warrant from St. Lucie County, Florida. Uh, Tanner pleads guilty to a reduced charge and is sentenced to restitution and probation. Wow. It's constant, repeated. It's Jesus just a Christ. cyclical piece of shit. What an asshole. I uh, hate him. April 7, 2013, there's an article by a childhood friend named Roy Exum, who's a writer. <laughs> yeah. uh, this writer writes an article called, Please Stop, comma, <laughs> Roscoe Tanner. Not please stop Roscoe Tanner. He's right. begging Roscoe to stop. Please stop Roscoe Tanner. That's he wrote literally a fucking the open letter. Please, please, stop. Jesus. November 2014. He's arrested again God in River it. County, Indian River County, Florida. This time driving on a suspended fucking license. Wow. He was sentenced to serve uh, a jail term of ten days. Oh, my God. And Dade County, Georgia, is still uh, pursuing him on contempt of court warrants from that. <laughs> May 2nd, 2015, uh, he's living in Vero Beach still. He is arrested again, <laughs> again, for driving with a suspended license. God, Jesus. He's in jail with no bond because in addition to that, he's also wanted in Georgia for contempt of court and all that shit. So they're holding him. They said he's been evading service uh, since 2009 on that one. The word serve is in this fucking fucking podcast Everywhere. So between serving time between being served papers yeah. between learning to serve this fucking guy can't get he can't shake the word serve no. uh, august 29th 2016 uh his former lookout mountain property that yeah. big one that he bought sells at auction for 1.6 million dollars wow. uh it was listed at 4.25 a few years before that but then Holy the economy shit. or 2.5 i'm sorry and then the economy went down 
February 1st, 2017. An article in the paper here, and some paper. Yeah. Wimbledon finalist to teach tennis camp in gardens. God damn it. Uh, yep, he will be at a, at a tennis camp in Palm Beach Gardens Tennis Center later yeah. in the month there. Uh, he and colleagues Curly Davis and Amy Polizzi uh, will do the present double serving, or will do the uh, adult double serving camp. Wow. Holy shit. $320 fee, by the way. Includes a Friday night meet and greet and two mornings of instructions and a lunch. That's what for $320. People that can afford $320 to to have lunch with him have a lot of extra cash. They need to fucking be aware. And it says, quote, join us for a pre-4th of July tennis celebration. Learn from the best. Tennis legend Roscoe Tanner and Naples (laughs) premier tennis pro Curly Davis, along with Amy Polizzi and our host pro Milo Simovic, all at Trevisio Bay in Naples. And that was just this year. That was just this year. Wow. And uh, that is not it. Uh, let's have a, let's uh, let's have an in their own words to, right. to wrap it up here in their own words. Quote, my vice was selfishness, but I had an amazing ability to compartmentalize. Things would be eating at me so much. I had this recurring dream that my body was filled with worms, but I couldn't block it out. I just brush people and problems and responsibilities to the side. That's what tennis players do, right? They, they block out distractions. Yeah. I suppose. Your daughter said that. Uh, yeah, no <laughs> shit. Uh, he is still, to this day, the number seven fastest serve in tennis history. Wow. Number seven fastest serve. Can't get enough of Roscoe? Go to Amazon.com. You can get his book, Double Fault, The Rise and Fall, and Road Back. Uh, brand new on hardcover, $24.01. Uh, a bunch of used ones starting from $350. Uh, they're also One of 3500 <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> What's that? Uh, eBay, there was a PDP open vintage 70s tennis racket, yeah. a four and three-eighths inch grip Roscoe Tanner model. Wow. It was only $39.99 wow. with 12 bucks shipping, and it already sold. I was ah, pissed. Bastards. I was like, I want to buy that. Yeah. Uh, also, autographs for sale, you can get a autographed 1991 Net Pro tennis card, regular price $25 on sale for just 15 Wow. Holy what shit, that's Roscoe, Leonard Roscoe Tanner the <laughs> third, a junior's junior indeed. I want his trophy. And a complete asshole. I want the uh, Australian Grand Slam trophy. Hold that's it up. awesome. That'd be great. Someday. Yeah. Someday. Uh, so if you like that story, that crazy ass story, please guys, shit. get on iTunes. Give tell us, me you've heard of him. I tell, dare yeah, you. Yeah, really. Well, if you're a tennis fan, yeah. you might have. Uh, tell us you like us. Give us five stars. Tell us you're following instructions, following directions, or please get on patreon.com slash crime and sports to give much needed donations to our our coffers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, or you can go to PayPal and make a one-time donation at, using our email, crimeandsports at gmail.com. There you go. If you want to get a hold of us, many ways to do that. You Instagram can. and Twitter at crime and sports. That's it. Facebook.com slash crime and sports. There you and go. of course, the aforementioned crime and sports at gmail.com. There you go. Let's give the list of shout outs of the people who are so amazing. Our yeah. producers this week. Jimmy, hit us hard. This week was a tough week because I lost my aunt this week and uh, we were supposed to play in a golf tournament uh, and, and we couldn't play because I fucking was grief stricken. Um, and the golf tournament was, it's a charity golf tournament for people that uh, for it's for cancer. It's for, it was doctors that are uh, uh, researching or they're, they're doctors that treat cancer. And my, my, my aunt died of cancer of everything. And it was just very shitty that we had to miss that uh, because of that. It's it, it was like it was like forgetting to walk a 5k for 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 alzheimer's so <laughs> it was um it was a brutal week and i appreciate everybody that knew about that that reached out and said something nice thank you guys very much i appreciate it but uh outside of that thank you to angela de giorgio uh rebecca lieber dana grayson the fella uh in uh in delaware uh bradley harker 
uh, Jill Krauth, Matthew uh, Jelinek, uh, Catherine Little, Jessica Leitke, uh, Kathleen Cassidy, Helen Banton, Alexander Chadwick, Wilson Effects LLC. If you need effects, I don't know what they make, but go to Will. They will affect your shit. (laughs) Google Wilson Effects LLC and give them your business. Daniel Napier, uh, uh, Jeffrey Geiler, uh, Sydney Bartholomew, Laura Rasicott, Rakicott, Rakut. I like that. Don't know. Parker Adelson, uh, Christiane, Christiane Castaldi is. Uh, oh, she's the best. I, she's not on social media. She never reaches she's out amazing, in man. any way she's other than to basically save our lives. Yes, so thank you, you so much. for everything you, you Jessica do. Jessica Langer, you guys are. Yeah, you guys are fucking. Really? Can you see in those. It's ridiculous. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher as, as Carga, as. Uh, a z c a r r g a. It's a tough one. Ascarga. It's it's got to be right. It's Spanish, I, I think. Ascarga. Italian. I don't know. Ascarga. Uh, not a lot of z's. Well, right. At the end is. No, go ahead. Sorry. Aaron D. Tanner. Uh, we got a Tanner. That's nice. Hey. Uh, I hope I hope it's no relation. Oh, he's gonna hate us. <laughs> Megan and uh, Lauren Lauren Ashby. That's a fella. Lauren. Yeah. Uh, Rob Bridgewater. Julia Rollinson. Catherine Earl Mahoney. Kristen Rice. A race. A Reese. I don't know. Jane, uh, Jane, I don't want to ruin it any further. Jane yeah. Greaser. Thank you, Jane. Uh, Joe Seligman up in Portland. Uh, thank you very much, Joe. Uh, Chris Coles, uh, Sherry Rice, Chelsea Cheeks, Chandel White. Or No, it's not. It's Chandel Whitney. What am I doing? Like Shondell, too. It, it could be Shondell. Yeah. It probably is, and I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, Nick Laycock, Katie Subcheck. We know your name because I know a comic named Subcheck. Yes, we do. And you thought I was going to fuck that up. I'm sure of it. No. Uh, Elizabeth Luby, Dan, uh, Devin Murch. He's a terrific kid in New York. Thanks, Devin. Uh, Elizabeth Long, Stephanie Slossa. Slossa. It's an S and a Z. You, you, it's tough, man. It's Pick fucking one. ruins me. Uh, uh, Anzati, A-N-Z-A-T-I. That's one word, one name. Uh, Melissa Small, Brianna Ryan, uh, Melinda Varadian, Varadian, Varadian. Uh, Tom, uh, Tommy Story. That's his name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Story. Peter's Thanks. brother. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Tommy. Uh, Diana Ward, uh, Kevin Wilson, Maria Macklin, Corey Brooks or Brooks, uh, Carly McGill. Uh, damn it, I was, I was in a I was in a fucking groove there for a second. Carly McGillivary, uh, Dana Bader. Uh, she's terrific. She follows me on every so- awesome. form of social media. She's terrific. Uh, Lil Buckaroo, uh, Carol Malik, Tara uh, Terry Lewitsky, Lewit who. Lewiski. Okay. Terry Lewiski. I'll buy that. Uh, Radit Kret, uh, Dita Vasquez, uh, Jean or John, uh, Jean, uh, Zaquin. I'm sure it's Jean because uh, <laughs> I'm an ass. Whatever. Make it complicated. Uh, right. Siren Camilla Johnsger, uh, Johnsgar, uh, Parker Adelson. I think I already mentioned him. Uh, Althea, Fe- uh, Althea Fung. She's terrific. She's awesome. she, she actually upped her donation. I like Thank her you, Althea. A lot. She's cool. She's great. Uh, Carlos Santiago, Nick Gable, Lane Allaby, uh, Susan Rourke. Uh, Ryan Kilo, uh, Talia Ramirez, uh, Mark Melbourne, Scott Gold, and Jaime Infantes Ward. Thank you all. Thank you guys for being such heroes. God damn it. You guys thank are you the so best. Much. Really, honestly, thank you guys. We couldn't do it without you yeah. because it really doesn't come from a lot Producer of others. Producer cred. Yeah. Even, even like on this show, we have a few sponsors and we don't really make them. <laughs> right. Like we make such a piddly amount off. You of guys it. are like, the what ones. Happened? Yeah. Why? So thank you guys so much. What if they wanted to get a hold of someone like you? You want to find me? That? You can find me on Snapchat, Twitter, Twitter, or Instagram at Wisman Sucks. W H I S M A N Sucks. 
or find me on Facebook. Uh, it, interact and play along, guys. I, I really appreciate you guys being around. It's uh, It helped me a lot this week, so thank you so much. And I am at Jimmy P. is funny if you want to get on there and hit me up, or you can try to copy and paste my last name if you want to get crazy about it. Uh, do that, guys, but it's been a crazy week. It's yeah. been so much fun, uh, this episode. We both needed this this week, especially yeah. you, I know. No doubt. So let's get through it here live from the Crime and Sports Studios. We will see you next week. Bye! Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Crime and Sports early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you don't know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued, what was in Al Capone's vault, or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay. I am here for you. I'm Darcy Carden, and I'm inviting you to listen to my new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with me and my funny friends as we bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to my podcast, you've learned that that's the sciencey term for eardrum. We embark on a hyperlink roller coaster as we start out on a Wikipedia page and go from link to link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until we collectively shout, How the hell did we get here? Follow Wikihole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Wikihole ad free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.